me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The Avengers Endgame writers want to make a Superman film. Warner Brothers want Shazam 2 ASAP. The Swamp Thing showrunner has teased a series finale post-credit surprise that's giving fans hope as SDCC gears us up for pre- and post-crisis surprises. All that and so, 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 so much more. Oh, my Lord. But first, I'm David C. Robertson. This, my very handsome co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. <laughs> he just winked at me, y'all. <laughs> you have to wink when somebody says you're handsome. And, <laughs> and we are DC On Screen. In this show, we talk about the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions, and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we damn don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. You okay? I was waiting on Waiting on I didn't me. know what the next stage was. Oh, the next stage is we thank our new patron, uh, Eli Hernandez. Hello, Eli. Thank you, oh, Eli. Yeah. Good man there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a huge show. Yeah, dig in. Yeah. This is going to be dirty. Yeah. This is going to be crazy. Yeah. I don't know about crazy. It's probably not going to be crazy. Probably. All right. So, uh, you know Marcus and McFeely, the uh, Avengers in-game writers. Mm-hmm. They did the Captain America movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they really want to do a, a Superman movie. I don't think I have an objection to that. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of people with an objection to that. Huh. Now, they said, I uh, <laughs> McFeely says... I think Captain America shows there are certainly ways to do a really good Superman movie in this day. You don't have to dirty him up. You don't have to get rid of his earnestness. I'm a big... The Christopher Reeve Superman is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> this, <laughs> it's as if he anticipated the controversy. Yeah, this is this is where I, uh, <laughs> I start to understand some of the objection. Because, uh, yeah, I, we've said it before a few times. Like, we, we've seen those movies. Mm-hmm. So, um... Uh, quick recap of all our previous discussions. We enjoy the deconstructed universe and uh, would like to see more and don't know what we're really getting in the future. But, that being said, they're good at their jobs. Yes. So, why not? But, you know, when I've seen Captain America in their movies and Joss Whedon's movies, um, I've always kind of thought, like, yeah, there he is. <laughs> He's not exactly Chris Reeve, but, of course, you know, uh, I, I also look at Captain America and think, you know, there's a little bit of Malcolm Reynolds in you. Yeah. Especially when Whedon's riding him. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's like if Mal Reynolds never lost his faith. Mal Reynolds <laughs> from Firefly, that is, if you guys if don't know. one... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's only one God, ma'am, and I'm pretty sure you don't dress like that. I yeah. mean, had, if that what? guy had survived. <laughs> instead of the... Uh, you, what's the other line instead of... Uh, you, you, you can... Uh, you're welcome on my ship, but leave him. 
Oh yeah, you're, you're welcome, my ship shepherd, but God ain't or something like that. Something to that effect. Yeah. Um, what do they say? So that's one we certainly borrow from all the time. I can feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm okay with it. It's just uh, I think it would be a, it would depart probably from the Cavill storyline, but yeah. Well, by extended universe now, they just mean we're going to do whatever movie we feel like doing. I kind of feel like from, you know, looking at what we got of Justice League, we don't really need to go back to Man of Steel era. I mean, Mm-mm. I don't feel like unless they let's be honest here. Let's let's get down to brass tacks. If unless Warner Brothers releases the Snyder Cut and then also hires Zack Snyder to come back and helm the damn thing all over again that part of the era is over that part of the era is over and also the people who are most outspoken about dc trying to quote-unquote marvelize their films Mm -hmm. they're not going to be sated no no but as far as the kind of superman they're talking about Mm -hmm. the last time we saw him in universe Mm -hmm. um the three notable things i remember was a uh, one whatever him <laughs> grinning ear to ear while he led the Justice League to a victory. Uh-huh. Um, and then two, uh, again, grinning ear to ear while he raised the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really the last time we saw, we'll, we'll call it him, um, him showing up at a school ca- cafeteria to make a kid feel better. Yeah. To, he was grinning so big you couldn't even see his head. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't even use the footage. <laughs> You know, so I, I I think I'm just saying, you know... The door's uh, open to this, though. Uh, you know, the people who are going to really complain about it, if they were... Like, look, there no one's saying that these guys are taking over Superman. No, they were just doing it. They're just that. saying they want to. Yeah. And I'm saying I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Because the people who are going to have a problem with it aren't going to be happy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think they're going to lose anybody with that direction right yeah. now. So, you know, just just saying. But if, you, hey, if you're open to it and, and you have that mindset, well... I mean, I love you anyway. I just it's okay. <laughs> All right, so um, <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff going on with the Joker film, and it, they are really swinging for the fences for the awards fences mm-hmm. because they're opening it at uh, the Venice International Film Festival. Um, they've already got it going to the Toronto International Film Festival, and we we do find out that it's 122 minutes apparently. I like 120 minutes. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, we've got people... I mean, I would have been livid if they were like, it's three hours and 15. Like, no! No, why? No! <laughs> Apparently, uh, <laughs> Todd Phillips was like, I don't care if I run the risk of not winning. Why shouldn't I go in competition when I know what we've got on our hands? They are actually going for Oscars here. Yeah, sure. Um, Wear it out, man. Go. They're saying it's like... One of like the career defining things for for Phoenix, which you know, if you've seen a modicum of his films, you know that's probably pretty impressive. That is an intense statement. Yeah, like the man's a good actor. Yeah, he really is. Like I don't know what the hell happened in the master. I'm I'm not that smart of a person. <laughs> I don't know how to do the calculus on what went wrong, but well, no, I mean I'm saying like I I don't know what happened in the movie. It was. Oh. A captivating oh, you film. Literally, have no idea. Yeah, like okay. I don't know what happened at the end of that movie. I, uh, I'm. I've never perplexed. seen. It. I've only seen like one scene, and I thought, God, him and Hoffman are Look, fucking awesome. It, it, yeah, and Paul Thomas Anderson's fantastic director. Um, but the thing about that movie is, and maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. 
But the thing about that movie is, I don't know what the hell happened at the end of that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But it was well worth the watch. Even if the ending is as ambiguous as I remember it being, uh, just because, damn it, those two guys in a room together. It, it was the clips I've seen. <clears throat> and, and then Amy Adams is there, too, and she's fantastic. I don't even think I get to see her part. I just saw... Hoffman yelling at everybody, and his and even Phoenix's reaction shots were like, God, he's just he's so subtle. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good movie, but uh, yeah. So um, hmm, we're just gonna move on down the road here. Um, we've got uh, Greg Fraser. He's a cinematographer. He's done Rogue One. He's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Um, he's working on the upcoming reboot of Dune, and it looks like he is going to be the cinematographer for the Batman. I don't know if you're familiar with any of that, Jason, but... Um, any of the films? Yeah. Um, I wanted to say that I'm pretty pleased with that choice. And I'm going to look up, because I think there was more that I was impressed by. I haven't seen those. What do we got here? Let's see. We've got... I've seen uh, shots of Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher was really good on the cinematography. seen shots of Vice, too, also... Mm-hmm. Uh, the captain. These are all things I've just seen clips of, but it all looked good. Yeah. Oh, some Bob hmm. Dylan little shorts. Wow. Yeah, I wonder what that is. I haven't seen that. I don't know. Bet oh, you're looking at that. You know what? Later. That's a must be Santa. That's a music video. That that was pretty good. Oh, cool. Um, that's probably what the quote unquote video short is. Uh, let oh, me in. Wait, how to let destroy me angels in with Matt Reeves. Um, that's that looks. That's a pretty movie. Yeah. That's pretty. How to destroy angels? The space in between. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that is a Trent Reznor project that I uh, have only listened to a couple times, but mm-hmm. enjoyed. Okay, so yeah, that's that's the guy. That's right, so plenty the, to love here. The, yeah, that's the guy with the oh Vice. Vice looked good. Have you seen Vice? Uh, I've seen. No, I've seen the trailer for Vice. You've seen the trailer. Good, yeah. I've seen scenes. I haven't seen the whole movie, but it, it looks good. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh, I that is a that's a solid cinematographer for the Batman. Mm-hmm. If you're asking mm-hmm. me. All right, and uh, according to GWW out on Geeks Worldwide, I think that's what that's called. Um, sure. January 13th is when uh, Batman starts production. That still seems a might off, or you a think? ways off, but they got a lot going on right now. Well, we always knew it was going to be either early 2020 or late 2019, so. I thought it'd be late 2019. I mean. January I, 7th uh, isn't. I think they're still tweaking the script. Yeah, January 7th isn't, uh, that's not worrisome, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be maybe October, November, but. Yeah. yeah. What else? Now we we had a guy uh, run into uh, Henry Cavill, <laughs> and he tweeted this out. He said he apparently talked to Cavill for quite a while. He said he still wants to play Superman, wants a sequel to Man of Steel, wants to explore how it affects someone with absolute power. <laughs> so many stories to tell. What makes him tick? That sounds like Cavill still wants to do the Zack Snyder stuff. He does a little bit. <laughs> he, he does. Which is fine. I would like to see it. Let's do it. I would. I like that he's just chatting with this guy, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a picture of him and everything. It was nice. <laughs> they just had some time to kill. Yeah. And this is pretty fun, too. We've Over on the New Gods news, we've got uh, Ava DuVernay uh, tweeted out a picture of her and Tom King and said, that. There came a time when the old gods died. For any of you who don't already know, Tom King is a genius. Great time with, uh, great time with you this week, pal. And he he posted a picture of himself with her, and he's wearing a Dark Side Is shirt, and he po- he posted Ava Is. Nice. And uh, and then he also teased 
quote, big things coming, and uh, with a picture of Orion saying, this game, as you call it, is bigger than you think, as large as the universe, and a battle looms which binds us all. I'm just really excited about Tom King and Ava DuVernay doing this. I didn't know how to feel exactly um, based on his Batman run. Uh, I didn't know exactly, because Batman's so grounded. Mm Mm-hmm. And even his version is pretty ungrounded, but it's still, you know, Gotham's, for the most part, a very contained universe, especially on a Batman run, like mm-hmm. not in a, as part of a JLA tale or something. Yeah. But, uh, man, Mr. Miracle sold me hard. Mr. Miracle sold me really hard, and I, it made me really excited because they just announced that they're doing, uh, he and Mitch are coming together again and doing Strange Adventures, and it's going to be Adam Strange. Yeah. And yeah. that just looks fantastic. I, I did love. It's something at the end of Mr. Miracle where he... He as much as says, this is really it. There's no follow-up coming. (laughs) This was the story. You got 12 oversized issues of a crazy, crazy good story. Just Mm -hmm. deal with it. I didn't know what the next thing would be, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprised at all that these two have been reunited and it feels so good. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't go there, but before I even had thought, uh, time to think the entire thought of like, oh, he's not going to do that. Oh, you you did that. Part, you flinched a little, like your left arm flinched a little bit. I think you were going to reach out and choke me. <laughs> Stop it from happening. And that made me want to do it more. <laughs> yep. By the way, yeah, Jason's in, in the Dave cave with me. So, oh, yeah. uh, it's yeah. a true live one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird time. If you were thinking this sounds different, that's also why. That is, that is why. All right. So, uh, Ava has confirmed Black Adam 59 asked, are we going to see the Furies and New Gods? She said, how could any self-respecting Barda fan not include the Furies? I'm looking forward to them so much. And uh, Am Javon said, what about Darkseid? She said, Darkseid is. <laughs> I just love the, all of this so much. Yeah. Um, and then some uh, Kurosaki Duma, I think that's how you say that, said, is there any chance any of the cast of When They See Us is going to be in New Gods? That was her last film. Mm-hmm. She said, in each of my narrative projects since my first film entitled I Will Follow, I bring an act- I bring over an actor from the last project I made. So, yes, there's a 99.9% chance this will happen again. I need to like just go back and like, do a deep dive on Ava and just like, watch all of her shit. I forget what the last one was, but it was a, it was a big story. I don't I think Mindy Kaling was in it? Oh, um, I don't know. They did. Uh, I think the last one she did was When They See Us. But then there was the big one. What was that? God, I had it in my head just a second ago, and it just leaves me so quickly. I, I only ever saw the trailers. I didn't get. I didn't get to see it. Um, yeah, I feel like I need to watch it now. But yeah, it was some some big thing. Some God, I'm I'm a piece of shit. Screw it. We're already on IMDb. That's right. It was not Queen re- Sugar. It was not received well, as I recall. Uh, even though certain people said it was. Uh, da, 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 da. No, I can't. Maybe not. Maybe I was wrong. Wrinkle in time. That does feel right. That does feel right. It's about the right timing. Yeah, I think that that was like her big thing. She also did Selma, which was really big. Yeah, that went over way better. Yeah, way, 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 way better. Yeah. When They See Us was the last thing she did, and it was a TV miniseries, and she's got new gods coming mm-hmm. up. Oh, don't leave IMDb. We don't we don't know when we'll need this again. Oh, um, it's not. It's minimized. <laughs> it's not It's not gone. IMDb is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. apparently, according to Zachary Levi, says Warner Brothers wants Shazam 2 as soon as possible. He says he doesn't know anything. He says... Um, 
I know that I'm going to have a conversation with my bosses pretty soon about what the idea is and where we're going with a new movie, but all I really know is that New Line or our studio and Warner Brothers, our parent studio and DC and our producers and executives and everybody who's involved in all of the decision making, they're all very happy with what we did. They want to do even better the second time around and they're crafting a story right now as we speak about what that sequel is going to be. Uh, the only other thing I know is they want to make it as soon as possible because those kids are growing up like weeds. So if we don't do that in like the next two days, they're going to be full-grown adults. <laughs> yeah, I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, I don't think there's anything that states that they have to be children. Mm, no, just in the, It'll in the be timeline jarring. of what you're trying to do. <laughs> if you don't want to have, say, like four years later, mm-hmm. then you need to get it done. Get it coming. Yeah. Get it going. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's happened pretty quickly on Stranger Things. Yeah, those kids grow up pretty fast, too, because uh, season one and two had a pretty big gap. They had a pretty big gap, and, and the kids still looked like the kids, but then I saw them on a talk show the other day and went, oh, God. <laughs> they grown. They grown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I mean, they had to do the same thing on uh, Harry Potter. They had, you know, the, the last parts of it, if I remember, they had to crack the whip a little bit, like, as we mm-hmm. get these out. It's you get them in the can. Yeah, that last, that last Harry Potter movie, they were like freaking 35 years old. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were buying beer after after rap. Like, there's like beer and orgies and Caligula's <laughs> over there. <laughs> All right, so um, we've talked about this before, but Zachary Levi is again reiterating that uh, Black Adam is going to happen in Shazam 3 because they want to do Shazam 2 and then they wanted to have a Black Adam movie in between there mm-hmm. and then that'll call an 8 and 3. So, yep, that's, I'm, I'm going to just skip all the quotes. Because why? Let me guess. He's excited about it. Uh-huh. Wayne Johnson's still on board. Mm-hmm. And then now we know the basic story structure. That's right. All right. Called it. <laughs> he also says because he's like the ultimate bad guy for Captain Marvel or Shazam, he's not going to stop calling him Captain Marvel. I don't think he's doing it as a dig. I think he no. thinks of him as that character because most of the written material that yeah. he probably went back and got, you, he's called that. Well, when I grew up, he was called Captain Marvel, so I think of him as Captain Marvel, too. Yeah, and I don't mind the... In my head, there are three Captain Marvels, at yeah, least. Yeah, I mean, like, he's also the big cheese. Like, there's a name for all these people. that mm. um, you, you remember, like, 15 names for any one of these characters. Like, Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter alone has three. Just, uh, just base level. Yeah. But yeah, he says, uh, you know, like Shazam and Black Adam, they're got do- they're doppelgangers, the evil twin to who I am. So that's got to be like the final battle. If we do that in the second movie, then where are we going to go after that? It would just be a movie of us sitting around playing video games. <laughs> 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 all right, that's 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 all I've got on movies. Uh, but look, we're gonna jump to break. When we come back, we'll be talking about television news from HBO's Watchmen. DC Universe news, we've got Lucifer news, we've got CW's massive five-part crossover event, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Stay with us or you will lactate gummy worms. (laughs) That's a promise. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All right, so we are back. 
And uh, did you watch this Watchmen trailer by chance? I believe so. I mean, it's the only one they've released in the last yes. two weeks. Yeah. All right. So it has been, I think, fully the two. I think I watched it literally in the hour it came out. Mm-hmm. And now I don't remember really much of it, except that it was uh, very flashy, very pretty. Uh, yeah, I remember David Bowie mm-hmm. and lots of crazy stuff going on mm-hmm. with vigilantes and are the cops vigilantes if they wear masks? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, what are they? How are they? I I loved it. Bunch man. of like, bunch I'm, of spare Rorschachs. Dude, uh, yeah. Oh my god, the cult of the Rorschachs, whatever yeah. they're called, like that looks. Hey, it seems fantastic. like in this in this future world, the uh, Rorschach's sacrifice did not go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it would appear that kind of the ambiguous ending of maybe the Notebook got published and maybe it didn't. Yeah, in this universe, it looks like it got published. Oh yeah, I mean, I always assumed that. I felt like that was a clear indicator at the end of that book that yeah, it's going to get published. Yeah. I mean, it's been two years since I read the actual book. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, three. I read that on my honeymoon. Um, that was the last time I read that thing. Um, but I remember the movie fondly. Uh, and I, all I remember is it being ambiguous there. I don't remember about the book. I'll have to look that up. I'm going to read it again here in a minute anyway. I mean, it was, you know, it was there and like a guy picks it up. I, yeah. I don't think there was any more to it than that, really. But um, yeah, and I I'm think the that. movie gave it the context of like, I think the book did this too, where like they were looking for like, come on, man, look in the look in the crack pile like in the whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. Look in the pile of wackos or whatever it was they called it. Um, find me, find me something to print. Anyway, it looks like they've done it. I like the, I like the idea that there's a, a bunch of people who essentially agreed with Rorschach. Oh yeah. That it, that no 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 we won't compromise. There's mm-hmm. right and wrong, and then oh god, that's gonna be so much fun. That's gonna be great. Um, uh, I'm gonna have to like bone up on my ethical philosophy before I sit down and watch the show. Uh, that, or, Sit down and pretty much a Sartre. Like I've I've heard rumors within the group that you and Matt might be doing a Watchmen show together. We're working on seeing if that could work. Okay. We're at the stage of, of that at the moment. We're we're uh we're fully working on seeing if we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. But we uh you know, we haven't haven't completely worked it out. Okay. So I'm I'm leaving myself a ripcord <laughs> in case we can't get it together. <laughs> That's fair. But we As far as I'm concerned, this show has a ripcord. <laughs> But we do at least know what time frame we're working in uh, after some of the news okay. came out. It's, what is it like? All they said was October 2019 Yeah, was the premiere. So, I don't know. It could be first or mm-hmm. Halloween. I don't know. But That's when, exciting. Yeah, it is, though. Yeah. I would, I would listen to you guys review a Watchmen series. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. I mean, you know, you still got to come over here and, and, and you know, review the, the season with me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh... I, I have a feeling <laughs> there will be plenty to talk about, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I have a feeling this is going to be a show that I'm going to be deeply attached to for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is, and I, I keep saying, man, fucking Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross working on the sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost doesn't matter what property you tell me that's happening, and I'm probably going to take a peek at it at least. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, like, even if you're not a Watchmen fan, which I am, I, I own more than more than two copies of the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Even if you're not, though, I think it looks like a fantastic series. It looks very interesting at the, at the very least. Um, I want to know what's going on. With, I mean, obviously, you know, someone, there's people were taking it to the cops. The cops decided, oh, we're just going to be vigilantes or put on masks so you can't know who we are. I can't, I can't tell what part of that story we're doing yet. Yeah. Like, we're the, we're the cops. It's really all speculation. But um, it, it, if it's the cops fighting back against the vigilante population by using mm-hmm. the capes, uh, the masks themselves, or if 
they're fighting back against crime in a way where they realize, you know what, if they're doing it, we can do it too. Yeah, it looks like the way I took it was that vigilantes were outlawed. And, been outlawed since. Yeah, and but then the cops were somehow got uh, attacked or something because they were their identity was known, so the cops started wearing the masks. And now it's like, yeah, but if you're you can be a cop, and but if you wear a mask, aren't you a vigilante? Because mm-hmm. you don't have any accountability. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's what they're pushing towards, but which is still a what great, it seems a like great it argument to have is like, okay, well, why is that? Why are you required to? I like that at the and beginning the, the, where the guy was like, who are you? He's like, if I knew, I wouldn't be wearing a mask. Yeah. I liked that. That was good. I did. That was a good line. There's a, there's a, a there's a, an argument to be had about like the, the safety of the officers and they have a mm-hmm. right to have to some kind of safety. And there's a counter argument about like, yeah, but you also have the responsibility of accountability. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing is, the thing I love so much about this is like, you can sit here, it's, you can do an entire discussion about the about the ethics of law, ethics of mm-hmm. fucking anything you want to regarding this property, and it it no matter where because the universe it set itself up in, no matter what they do, mm-hmm. it always opens up another argument to have about it. Like you can you can generally or genuinely sit around and talk about what's happened in Watchmen, the series, the show, the movie, whatever you want to do, for probably yeah. hours. Like I have no no doubt I'll be able to rattle on about it for. Some time oh, yeah. before we end up getting to be able to do this. I'm I'm just excited. I'm so I'm really just down for this completely. I am mm-hmm. not nearly as smart enough to, or smart enough to understand what's what this show is going to be. No, I have no idea yet. Uh, they're not they're not ready to tell us quite yet. Yeah, but um, I'm saying when when they I'm looking at the trailer and going, I'm not going to understand what this show is. <laughs> I think I will, but it's an HBO show and they like to. Uh, be ambiguous as, as they possibly can. Only thing I'm worried about is I've been burned a little bit on HBO shows in the past mm. um, with endings. Mm-hmm. But and I've been burned a little bit with Damon Lindelof endings. That's fair too. So well, I don't know what it is, but between that and even when it started, when Lindelof put out this letter to the fans, and it was like that this letter was ridiculously, magnificent. I mean, he that was his heart. I mean, that yeah. was not a. a PR statement of any kind. That was literally a letter saying, you don't understand how much I love this property. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. This won me over, too, even more. I was already won over. My, they've got my money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. But um, they were asking. Someone was brought up at the Television Critics Association uh, about uh, Alan Moore not being happy with the idea of doing this adaptation. And, of course, we all know Alan Moore doesn't like anything. No, he hasn't been happy with anything that's happened to Watchmen 15 minutes after it was published. Right. I mean, he just, it's... And, you know, admittedly, DC has screwed him over because if they had stopped publishing it, it, the rights would have gone back to him. And they have never stopped publishing it. Yeah. Because it is huge. It is, like, one of their best money makers. Yeah. They keep putting out a special edition of this and that, and they keep it it keeps... They can keep it in perpetuity if they keep trying to do that. But it keeps keeps selling. selling. (laughs) Like, why would they just... Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it would have been nice of them if they'd cut him a bigger piece of the pie after realizing, but yeah. And, you know, so he, he, the details. uh, HBO programming president Casey Bloys said, uh, that he, he, he admitted, I think that remains the case. He is not thrilled. Uh, now Dave Gibbons, the co-creator of Watchmen, uh, we've, we've talked about this before. He says, uh, I do know a little bit about it. I've had conversations with Damon. I've read the screenplay for the pilot. I don't think it's my place to say too much about it other than I found Damon's approach to be really refreshing and exciting and unexpected. Um, I don't think it's going to be what people think it's going to be. And, uh, he's down with it. 
even though he's been resistant to the comic book prequels and sequels, he's down with what Damon's doing. I'm sure they both are super mad about Doomsday Clock. <laughs> now I've I've been I was really happy with what Damon Lindelof said. Um, <laughs> he did he did say that Alan Moore was a genius, so he made it, he made good on that. Mm-hmm. He says uh, Alan Moore has made it very clear that he doesn't want to have any association or affiliation with Watchmen. Um, he says he theorized though that if someone told Alan Moore that he wasn't allowed to do something. Alan Moore would say, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm channeling the spirit of Alan Moore to tell Alan Moore, fuck you, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he won me over, man. That's pretty good. Like, that that not only gives him, like, carte blanche in my mind for this show, but for at least three others. <laughs> like, you know what? Do whatever, man. You just bought a whole spool of rope. You do whatever you want to with it. Because, you know, from a comic book fan's perspective, you know... From from a guy who wanted those Watchmen, whatever it was, 20th, 25th anniversary, whatever the hell it was, uh, action figures that looked so pretty in Wizard Magazine and Toy Fair Magazine. Mm-hmm. And then to have that yanked away from me so viciously uh, because Alan Moore wouldn't wouldn't agree to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just sick of his shit, man. <laughs> I'm just sick of his shit. <laughs> I'm also, I also like the... Sentiment, though, but it's, uh, like, I sent you a, a link to an article. I don't know the details behind this. It was one of the Discovery characters, uh-huh. one of the actors on Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the essence of what I read was, uh, if, if you don't like what we're doing, go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, Jason Isaacs. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I, I told you, it was like, I wish I saw more headlines like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just like, you don't have to fucking watch it. I don't, yeah. There's other channels, other times. Wait, streaming universe is a plenty. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Jason, no, I wish I wish I saw more from that. Jason Isaacs is the man, dude. Yeah, I love that guy. It was. <laughs> He's a dick and a half to the was fans. Really refreshing, the quote unquote fans. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 wonderful. All right, so we the people who have read Watchmen uh, may remember that uh, it was said that. Uh, Robert Redford was running for president or about to start running for president. And it looks like, uh, in this sequel, as well as Doomsday Clock, he is, uh, he is the president on this show and he is going to be played by Robert Redford. Mm-hmm. And I think that is neat. And that makes my heart happy, uh, in a way that Bacon never could <laughs> because Bacon is slowly killing my heart and Robert Redford is innocent on all counts. Right. There. Um, but yeah. They've abolished term limits, Lindelof explained. That's why he's been president. He's the, the, the longest sitting uh, president. Um, and he wanted to, uh, he wanted, he wanted to do this. He says the show analyzes what happens if a well-intentioned white man is president for far too long. It's a fine question. <laughs> because they're going to play it like he's liberal. Like, and he would be. Yeah. So, he would be. I think uh, he is in real life. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So they're going to let him play that and do the whole, uh, uh, the the terrible villain line from mm-hmm. Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right, dude, Lindelof. Man, I'm, I'm feeling Lindelof will have a better take on it than that polite piece of nonsense dinner conversation. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm I I feel like Damon's just hitting for the fences, man. Oh yeah, these are some big swings. Yeah, I mean it was a big swing enough to walk into a room and say I want to do Watchmen after the movie. Well, you know these. They, they, if, as I under, as I remember it, they repeatedly called him and asked him to do. Watchmen. No, you're right. 
they yeah, kept he kept saying him, no. and then he they finally get, he finally got him to a point where he was like, "I want to do, I'll do it, but I'm going to do it the way I want to do it." And they're like, "Sure, blank check." And he went, All right, fine. See you. See you Monday. Yeah. All right. Um, not a lot here, uh, but and I haven't gotten a chance to check it out. But the first three episodes of Pennyworth are free on Amazon Prime. I'm hearing good stuff from our people. From, from any, our people, anybody that our in our feed or anything mm-hmm. like that. I you know, you know I, I've I've heard some good things. The trailer looked better than expected. Oh yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I've been down for this show since the start. Like spies and uh, like yeah, sixties spies and all mm-hmm. sorts of yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's been <laughs> all right. So uh, moving on to Titans over on DC Universe, we've got Good Girls uh, Revolt star Genevieve uh, Angelson. 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 I think has been cast. Like the second person. Uh, as Dr. Eve Watson, who is described as a research doctor with conflicted feelings about her recent work at Cadmus Laboratories, the genetic engineering hub known in DC Comics mythology as the birthplace of Superboy. So, yeah, that is, I, I'm excited about Superboy. Mm-hmm. It, it was I, even a crypto tease on, uh, oh, not even a tease, that was a, that was a promise. Yeah, crypto was in the poster, the SDCC Titans was poster. It? Yeah, he's nice. like on the very bottom. Nice. Now, you know, I, I, I have seen uh, a couple of behind-the-scenes things. I think one behind-the-scenes picture. And I am a little annoyed because it looks like Superboy has raven hair. You just, like, you know, like the kind of matted-down fake, you know. Oh. You know how her hair just looks like a wig? No, I just, I mean, yeah, I get I get that. I've just, I've, I don't know, I've seen a hair that flat before. Well, no, it's not that it's flat. It's just that it doesn't look like it connects to a skull. Oh, it just lo- sort of looks like it's like matted and mashed down on like. I didn't. Th- I didn't think about it. You didn't. No, I didn't see that. But like I, Raven and now Superboy's hair, they look like the SNL players when they're playing superheroes. Like when you see Bill Murray in that old and uh, SNL bit playing when they Superman. Had four minutes with the bald cap. Yeah, skips. And, and I, you're like, oh lord, what is this? I, I get it. We're, I'm going to refer back to our classic. Give him a minute. It is a behind mm-hmm. the scenes photo. But you have seen. Raven mm-hmm. in full form, so you're yeah. using that to extrapolate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've seen uh, you know Ollie Queen in those flashbacks for like seven years, so yeah, or six, five years, whatever it was, and yeah. the whole time went, oh, buddy. I, <laughs> it's all. We also have conversations like this sometimes, and then like earlier we were saying you you didn't understand uh, what happened in the master. I'm like, well, how much were you thinking about their hair? <laughs> were you focusing on the wigs? Yeah. When a plot point is well, developing. Well, see, uh, you know, ideally, the, the you just don't want the wig to be distracting. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, I have found that historically you get far more distracted far far quicker than uh-huh. I do about uh, you do. A, I mean, I do wig yeah. situation. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been amusing. I've I've never known when it's gonna pop up. <laughs> it's been rare that like, like it has to be like in humans level absurd before. Well, I watched the original series and Shatner's piece doesn't bother me, mm. but you know there there are a few shows who are markedly bad at it for some reason or another. Uh, Titans is one of those for for whatever reason. Uh, news radio there are, there's like a half a season or a season where Dave Foley is just obviously wearing a wig and I can't remember why that happened but it was just markedly bad mm. it was like let me wear a davy jones wig for for half oh, a season Lord. uh how i met your mother was was really bad every time they cut back to show lily at a or allison hannigan at an earlier time it's just yeah. like oh oh god oh oh no no what <laughs> what is that so it's not even wardrobe <laughs> anyway 
Doom Patrol, officially renewed for season two. Yes. Huzzah! I mean, something that seems so inevitable. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Titan Season 2 releases uh, Friday, September 6th. That's close enough to be excited about. Did you see, though, Doom Patrol releasing not just on not DC Not just Universe. on DC Universe, but also HBO Max. Yeah. They're going to open it up. Oh, yeah. They're going to open it up. More people going to see it in the mainstream like little Susie. <laughs> little Susie going to eat her turtle soup. Going to be able to watch Doom Patrol. I want to say that's a bad impression. We'll get to Swamp Thing later. <laughs> I want to say it is, but I don't think it really is. It's actually pretty close. That's a whole thing. Um, something very exciting about the HBO Max thing, though, uh-huh. is it does open it up to more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I didn't see that Titans was going to be necessarily released that way, but I guess that... That also gives us a time frame for it's going to be a minute before we see New Material Season 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. HBO Max will have to be mounted and ready. But it, Oh, I'll mount it, HBO Max. <laughs> I'm planning on mounting. I so. am routing. But they... I am routing? I am ready. That's what I meant to say. Oh, I did mean to look up... Uh, yeah, it said all 15 episodes of New Patrol Season 1. Season 1 will be available for streaming soon. I didn't know. I didn't see where that was going to be a thing. Because so, I know mm. they've previously released Titans and st- uh, on Netflix. Yeah. At least internationally. I don't know. Internationally, not here. Not here? It's uh, still in DC Universe. Still DC Universe, mm-hmm. primarily. All right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when and how on HBO Max creeps up. We know it'll have to be before Doom Patrol Season 2. Yeah. Which has, they haven't announced a, even a beginning of Season 2's production. We, mm-hmm. we just know about this now. But um, it means there's so many more people are going to get their eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Which means the chances of Doom Patrol Season 3 go up a lot. Which is the most exciting thing about any of that. I felt really good about it being renewed. I feel really, yeah. really good about how they're renewing it and what it means that if we might get more of this show for a while. Yeah. I, I was, you know, they just, they Even did us dirty, funding. man. Even more funding. Really go crazy with yeah. it. Yeah. They did us dirty, though, not not telling us if it was renewed for so long, waiting for SDCC, the bastards, waiting for the HBO shit to, to hit. Yeah. I mean, I agree. But when they hit the HBO stuff, it was it was really confusing because they... There was you could pause that HBO trailer, the HBO Max trailer, mm-hmm. and it said Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Didn't say season whatever. It just said Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. a DC Universe property. Yeah, it was like, what am I supposed to do with that? I don't. Oh, I mean, are you all picking yeah. it up or taking it from them or? <laughs> all right, so uh, I'm gonna move on. Like, you look, we are we are on an island alone for the most part. I think so. A Me, of, yeah. you, my wife. Uh, and I, I will admit the couple scenes she walked in, my wife. Yeah. Uh, we, we are not huge. We are not fans of Swamp Thing. The show. The show. Not the character. We love the character. Character's lovely. Um, so. So brace yourself. And, and. Also, sorry about four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> what was four minutes ago? <laughs> when you did the impression of Sutherland. Oh, no. I, I'll do it again. I love it. I know. Me and Bethany are always walking around the house. To, oh, little Susie. Oh, little Susie. Oh. I know. Oh, little Susie. I know. All right. I, I, All right. So. I have tried to diagnose why it's not clicking <laughs> with me, and I don't. Because a few episodes I've, I've thought, okay, I think I know what we're doing here. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then, like, an episode later, I'm, I'm just beside myself. I will tell you this. Episodes five, six, five and six, I think. Mm-hmm. Five, six, and seven. Sorry. We've been catching up. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed. There was that thing in the middle where I was, I, I, I found some traction. Mm-hmm. 
and and then uh, and I haven't watched any more than that. Eight, I don't remember being. Uh, it didn't pull me one way or the other. Nine was like I could not. I I couldn't I couldn't do it. I, and that's so surprising it. to me. I mean, look, I like I just it's supposed to be a big episode. Anatomy yeah. lesson is supposed to be a big deal. Yeah. And I just ran into Scott. I didn't really re- run into him. I knew he was going to be there. We went to a like a Hoover Library uh, Comic Con type of situation. A Sci Fi Fantasy Fest is yeah. what it was called. Um, I did a panel. He did three. Yeah. Um, but look, I ran into him. We were talking. About, we joking around about Swamp Thing for a second, and he was like, "Yeah, I I'm just not feeling you on that. Like I love it." And I, we just like me and my wife both are just like looking at him like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't get it. Like we don't get it, and he doesn't get what we're talking about. There's some divide. There's been moments where I, I thought I understood, and then something will happen, and I'm just, ah, I, no, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. what we're doing here. And I can't, I can't necessarily say it's a bad show. I just don't know what I'm missing. I I can tell because there are parts of it that I can tell you technically are a great show. Yes. I agree with that. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, effects-wise, for the most part, pretty damn great. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of bits here and there uh, that just kind of are a little bit meh, but I can live with meh. No, I mean, but old school Doctor Who wise, it's been whatever. Yeah. Uh, effects-wise, it's been great. The um, nothing, nothing. We loved Titans, and there's yeah. nothing even close to that tiger. Right. Nothing. Like, no. Everything. No. Would, Everything there looks better. Uh, flash Swamp dances. Flash dances. Little her accent doesn't stay. Which one? Flash dance. Uh, Beals. Is that her name? The sheriff. Mm, yeah. She, she can't it's, keep an accent. It's the true blood problem. I think yeah, it's the true blood problem with the accents. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunderland's I, way over the top. Will Patton. Okay, you know what? I keep thinking. I kept thinking that he was over the top and he was just so bad. And I literally saw like an interview with someone from Louisiana and he was doing worse than Patton was. And I'm like, he is awful. He is just over the top Louisiana. He's like, oh yeah, we're going to go down. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You don't even sound like a real person from Louisiana. Oh, so he classed he up to do this role. But he is. I see that is weird. Yeah. So I've now that, officially that seen a little bit. Yeah. It did me too, I think. Yeah. Because like I like in between like watching season or episode four or whatever it was. Yeah. And these three that I just caught up on, I saw this dude. I, he was like a he was like a doctor or something, scientist or something. I can't remember what I was watching. Mm-hmm. I just watch shit all the time. Always got something on, and I was like, that dude's accent is terrible. It's like he's doing a bad impersonation. But he was being it was just his voice, and he was like, oh, the bubba shuba do. I'm like, nice. you're a creature. You're not <laughs> even a person. You're a cartoon of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> but he was genuine. Yeah, he was a real person. Yeah, I mean there, so. there are parts again. There are parts I'm liking, parts I'm not. Like uh, Woodrow, even I like him. Oh, Woodrow's fantastic. Um, that dude's just always him. doing Christopher Walken to me. Yeah, story with him and his wife, good. Except when he's not. Like I started looking that guy up. Uh, he, I know him as, as Kami on Lost, mm-hmm. and even then I was like, he's like a jacked, like because he was like real built and jacked. He's even, he's still, he's still j- in good shape. He's still good. You can see the they, muscles. They in gave the him strip. a little bit bigger suits to um to hide out. it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the Clark Kent effect. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and he, you know, he's got about ten more years on him. But when you look at him on Lost, he's like this jacked mercenary yeah. who's still you know talking like walking. Yeah. Ah, yeah. he's just kind of roided out. But then, like, I looked at him, I think it was in, like, I lo- started looking up his IMDb, and I'm like, look, I was like, guys, he's played so many different kinds of characters, and I was looking at him on uh, on his images, 
and it's like he's played like it looks like he's playing different races and stuff and then i remembered he played uh i think he played an hispanic guy on um butterfly effect he was in prison huh. and i'm like this dude is like got a versatile of, as I shit i knew he was a good character actor yeah I, I remembered his face from several things and i like yeah. what he's done in the show here um mm-hmm. but he does strike me as one of those people where they they shoot him a certain way mm-hmm where they're trying to slightly downplay that he looks like he could literally eat alive anybody on the crew. <laughs> yep. Like he would, if him and Swamp Thing were standing next to each other, it would look like, you remember the old uh, set photos of Bane uh-huh. with uh, Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, no, Tom Hardy's. Well, Christian Bale's like three feet taller than Bane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even even Conan stopped to make fun of that. <laughs> You're thinking of the same thing I'm thinking of, or like there you showed the the quote unquote footage, and it was like a guy in a bad Halloween costume, yeah. like falling all over the place on the steps. Yeah, yeah, that shit was funny. It was great. That shit was great. Good old Team Coco. All right. Well, uh, anyway, we we've got a whole uh, finality. Like, it, here's the thing: there are parts <laughs> I like, and I I still want to be sold on this. So anybody who wants to sell me on why it's good and like what I'm missing, I'm yeah. open to it. Me too. Um, especially going into the finale in a few days. I, I would like to enjoy that finale, and I'd like to be sad that it's not going to come back because it's probably not as, mm-hmm. as well as everybody else. But um, I, I, you've got you've to gotta walk me through some problems. On an, like, Anatomy Lesson had so many problems with it to me watching it, mm-hmm. like, like plot-wise and story-wise, that I, I started to suggest, like, you know, instead of a review of the season, let's just... Let's just do a commentary of that yeah. <laughs> episode. Well, look, I haven't seen but, that episode yet, but you are literally the only person I've heard who has given a bad review dude, of on it. On TV time, I had like a 9.1. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. Like, on, like, I'm seeing on Twitter people and like on Squadcast as well. They're just like, oh, man, they just went for it. They just went for it in that, last, in that penultimate I episode. Get what, parts of it, I get that they were going for something. Mm-hmm. But I, I, and I'll save it for later, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't get to go with them. Hmm. And uh, so far, I've mostly been on on the same track with you. So, yeah. uh, but if if you're sad that it's ending, there is hope, I guess. Uh, Mark Verheiden says dropping this Friday the final episode of Swamp Thing 2019. I think it's interesting. He said 2019. Then he says expect some resolution, some strangeness, maybe even some tears, and whatever you do, stick around after the credits for well, you'll just have to see. You think there's a possibility they're not doing more Swamp Thing, but they're going to do like Swamp Thing and Constantine or God help us Justice League Dark or some variation of it? They've got the pieces in place for a lot of that. I don't see why it wouldn't be doable. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do it. Um, There were some onset problems with that show, mm-hmm. but some of the brass might have decided, because it has really gotten great it fan has. responses. It has. Some of the brass might have decided, look, I think we can do this another way, and mm-hmm. decided to pull out a few of the pieces that weren't working, and on set at least. Because mm-hmm. apparently, according to everybody but us and some stragglers, it was working really well. So, yeah, entirely possible. I wouldn't put it past him not to do this at all. Yeah, and uh, I'm not a vindictive sort if, uh, you know, if, if they've got it in them. No, there are parts of the show that I'm rooting for. It's just I mm-hmm. episode to episode. I'm 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 I don't know. It's just not it's not getting into me like it. Like it's also coming after like, <clears throat> Titans, which I thought at the time was like this is the best season of anything we've ever covered. Uh huh. And then Doom Patrol came out. And then Doom Patrol came out and was the best season of anything we've ever covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I would think about episodes of Doom Patrol throughout the week, anticipating yeah. the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to this one, and I, I'll get to the end of the episode and think, like, all right, well. And, and admittedly, horror is not really our genre. Not, no, 
No, really not. Unless so, Bruce Campbell is at the end of a boomstick in it. But, in, that, in that case, sure. Or Joss Whedon is at the end of a pin. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, not something that we were predisposed to. Mm-hmm. But I think they've gotten away from some of the horror aspects of it. Yeah. Right, like, I think they well, started... I'll, I'll tell you this. I think a big problem that I had with it is they weren't doing horror so much as gross-out Well, there was actually body horror. Okay. Like, it was... It was. I, I still think that's horror. Horror. I think it's still think it's horror. <laughs> but um. Uh huh. I I think that that particular part of it has body horror. It's and like, oh, a, lot a guy of, with long uh, hair's got roaches coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to keep seeing roaches coming out of people's mouths. Stop. A lot of, a lot of snap cuts, stuff like yeah. that. That um. It's not my. It's just not my favorite genre. I yeah. mean, it could be as simple as that. Yeah. But I don't think. I think they've moved into a kind of really moved into a bit of a story, and mm-hmm. you know, one of my. We'll get into it later again, but one of the problems is I didn't feel like I was getting a story right. probably like about, about uh, episode five I'm, where you were talking about the other day. To be clear, though, to be fair and clear to everyone listening, I, I you know, I love all the Evil Dead movies, every one of them, even the, even the one sans Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead is your favorite movie. Of all time. Of all time. But I consider it one of my favorite comedies. It's, it's, it's. It deserves more than that. It's way deeper than a comedy. It's got some it's really got dramatic, heavy beat beats and some decent horror in it. I guess if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. but I I consider it my favorite comedy because it has all the other stuff that it can still play with and mm-hmm. does well, and then comes back to being yeah. a fucking hilarious movie. Yeah. So, uh, and I like other horror movies, like legitimate horror movies. Uh, I don't know more straightforward ones, I guess. Yeah, I you know I th- I think pacing's a big problem here's a, for me. Here's a good thing. example. We haven't seen it. We, no, we haven't. It did. It did extraordinarily well with fans and critics. Mm-hmm. It's never even occurred to me to sit down and watch that movie. It has absolutely occurred to me to sit down and watch it, but I, I became aware that they were going to be releasing sometime down the road, quote unquote, uh, on Blu-ray a combination, oh, yeah, you the completest the version, part of all one that, and yeah. part two, with uh, interstitial uh, connective so you, tissue to to bridge the the two movies. So there, there, there was no way I was going to make it out to a theater to see it with that looming. Looming, yeah. Okay. Well, that's. Maybe. But I will absolutely see it. It is my favorite Stephen King novel, and possibly one of my favorite novels of all time. See, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a Stephen King guy, which is maybe leans into me not being a horror guy. But I'm also uh, hmm. not. It's just not a movie I ever thought. Yeah, I'm gonna go see that. Definitely mm-hmm. gonna check that out at some point. Or tend, what's the uh, hmm. what's the um, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah. He's done extraordinary mm-hmm. stuff recently in the in the horror genre. I, I, I have no interest in seeing. Yeah. Like, I'm glad he's doing great. I really want to get around Twilight Zone at some point. Just haven't mm-hmm. had time. But uh, I'm probably never really going to see... Was it us? Them? Um, it was a pronoun, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. There was Get Out. There was, yeah, there was Get Out. And then there was uh, something else that I anyway. wasn't aware of. <laughs> Until very recently. I feel like we've done like a 12-minute apology for why our review I, of Swamp Thing look, may not I be I feel glowing. very bad. I, you know, I, I really do. I, I I don't know what it is. This not this, Something's not clicking. Something is not clicking. I think it might be pacing. I love Crystal Reed uh, I, uh, to an unhealthy degree. Um, <laughs> my wife can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I, I will say I don't like... I have never liked the the woman playing Suther- Sunderland's Sunderland's wife. I don't think I know her from anything else. Um, I think the only thing I know her from is a Star Trek Voyager episode, but 
Yeah. I, I feel like I've seen her in like nighttime soaps and stuff, but I've never cared for her. Um, just, and it's not because of anything she's done. Mm-hmm. Actually, the when she got on social media and started complaining about how they were cutting the episodes. And then oh, was she the one that, yeah, where they deleted her? Yeah. Or she, and they hurry up and her tweets and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. That was the first time this, I was just like, oh, oh there's well. some stuff going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the first time I actually went and said, oh, look, it's a little bit justified that, uh, that I don't like her because uh, before that it was all chemical. You know, it was your checklist problem. <laughs> I, I understand the checklist dilemma, but it may not even be that she was wrong because mm-hmm. uh, everything else seemed to corroborate her reports that there was some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. The the brass and the people on the fl- on the and you know on the field fighting were not on the same page. Yeah, but so no. Uh, I <clears throat> importantly, I I, I I hope that everyone who uh, enjoys it is is going to get more. Yeah, I'm, and I hope it's better than it is for me. Like I hope uh, some, again, you know, Doctor Steve. I know you're out there, and I know you listen to our show, and that you've enjoyed it. Uh, fill us in a little more on what what you're digging. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is, I think I would like a season two more than I like season one right now because of some of the stuff they're building toward. Oh, that might be possible. I think I would yeah. enjoy that more than what I'm getting right now. Yeah, I think a lot of it for me this season has just been that slow. It's really slowly it paced, slow. and you know. We'll see. I'm 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 interested to see more for some reason. <laughs> you know, Brent over at Fans was just like, "Why do you keep watching it?" I just looked at it and said, "I'm not going to want to watch this." And he, I haven't watched it, and I'm like, "There's something there. I've got to watch Swamp Thing." I'm just like, <laughs> I, I hate it so crack far. This code, I don't know. Like, and in, in my life, like, there, if I don't like something that much, it feels like I owe it to myself to figure out why. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. All right, so um, not a big, not big news, uh, but uh, Adam Strange apparently is going to be getting his jetpack sometime this year in Krypton. Uh, that feels kind of big. That I mean, it's not huge news. I mean, most people would be like, "So what?" I'm like, "But it's his jetpack." <laughs> he I has mean, two major things. This isn't in a his comprehensive life. news show, okay? No, th- this like, is. This is just I, I like Adam Strange, so yeah. I, I want him to have. He's his, a fun character. You know. I like what he. I like him on this show so far. He's got the one thing he can teleport. You know, mm-hmm. like he's got he's got his. Uh, if he has a Zeta beam or whatever. Zeta beams. Right? Yeah, isn't and, that what it's called? Zeta beam. I want to say Zeta beam. Yeah, I'm blanking now. But he's got his he's got his race. Mm-hmm. He's got his whatever. Is, <sighs> killing me. I'm gonna like thirty minutes later and be like, no, it's called. Um, I think it's a Zeta <laughs> beam though. Uh huh. And he's got his jetpack. It's the it's the other part of the equation that makes this character like a lot of fun yeah. to to watch on screen. That and that great white fin on his head. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to get the helmet. Oh, oh, yeah. They haven't always kept that I mean, fin. Jim, they, they got a lot of Lobo on screen. Might be a more subtle yeah. version of that little fin, but well, he might get that yeah. fin. I mean, it's silly, but I don't know. I cheered when freaking Yondu got his in Guardians 2. Right? So, yeah. Well. All right. Um, let's see. Over on Lucifer, uh, they have expanded season five from 10 episodes to 16 episodes. Mm-hmm. 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 How do you feel about that? Great. You feel great. Mm-hmm. I feel worried. Mm-mm. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. They'll add filler. No, I don't think they will. I This last season was so different mm-hmm. in terms of them understanding that there's an economy to how much time they have. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they learned a very hard lesson going from 22 episode network television, which is, don't get me wrong, really hard to produce. It's mm-hmm. a tough job. but And I, I think it's part of the reason you have filler is that there are just moments where you can't you can't do everything. Right. So you have an episode where, you know, 
just let Tom Ellis charm him for an hour, and we got we we're working on something a couple episodes from now that'll make this whole thing we just did at the end of this episode for five seconds completely worth it. I promise. Mm-hmm. I I don't mind them expanding it because it they did finally do enough in season four mm-hmm. that expanded what they were willing to do so much that I could fill sixteen episodes with that happily. Like I could. If that's what they're doing. If that's what they're doing. I'm excited. If there's filler episodes, of course. Yeah, it's going to be boring. Yeah. For a few episodes. But they've also opened up the playbook so much right now that they will have to kind of fuck it up for it not to be a little good. And I I won't put that past these writers. I I wouldn't have, but I think that, I think a lesson was learned. Fingers crossed. I think it's been better on Netflix. I hope the numbers are looking good. I hope they're getting paid. Like, I hope they're, I hope they're rewarded instead of, uh, thing is when you get to streaming, I don't know what the contracts look like. Like it's almost public record because of stuff like <laughs> Variety and Hollywood Reporter. What what your paycheck looks like when you're on network TV. What when you move to streaming, you go into a black box. Yeah. And you know when somebody's doing something well, you you hope they're getting compensated well. Like I deeply hope they got compensated well for what they just did because it was good. Yeah. Like, it was but, really good. But they didn't look like it as a like it was a punishment they pulled off and got paid a pittance for and. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll pay us more if we did what we were getting paid for more on network TV, which was fillers and Tom Ellis being charming. <laughs> Gosh, I hope he makes it over into Sandman somehow. Oh, yeah. Huge. He's he's so good. You just don't want to lose him. He is good. He's he's great. I haven't seen him in anything else, literally, but or that I recall. But no. here, he really understands how to be, you know, the silver-tongued devil. Mm-hmm. He's just, he does a great job with it. And if... It comes to it, and I hope it does. One day, I wouldn't mind seeing him as the Doctor or the Master. Mm-hmm. I could deal with either of those, you know, quite happily. Actually, you would make a really good version of either of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most most uh, most actors you think of that would be great for the Doctor would also be great for the Master. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that. Rule. It, it tends to happen. <laughs> I know that rule. <laughs> <laughs> Same way we've always wanted to see a David Tennant Joker and a David Tennant Batman. Yeah, sure. I I have never wanted to see that. I just that that actually broke it. That <laughs> that broke the rule. I do feel that way about um, old guy that plays Magneto, Fastbender. Yeah, I would like to see Batman or Joker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand. All right, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, we they had SDCC and a bunch of stuff was thrown out there, and then we've had a week or two since then. I don't know. I've lost track of time, but uh, I'm just gonna run down all of this stuff, man. Um. And let's see, they're, they're saying, Guggenheim says, basically we're going to begin uh, the crisis the way the Crisis on Infinite Earths, the comic, begins, which is the destruction of various parallel universes, and the goal is for us to adapt key moments from the comic, those seminal moments. I really hope to see that. Yeah. And it, if you look at the first, at the very beginning, that's what's going on in, in the comic, is the, the dissolution of those parallel realities while mm-hmm. people, all the the denizens or citizens or inhabitants of those realities are freaking out and trying to figure out a way to save it as this great white, white light wall. just like yeah. come. But you know who's looking at that? Pariah? Pariah. Yeah. Did you see who's playing Pariah? I have not seen. What do we got? It's her buddy. Kavanaugh. Our buddy Kavanaugh? Mm-hmm. He's playing Pariah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> Tom Kavanaugh is playing Pariah. Of course. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. <sighs> He's so good. And there's there's all these scenes in the book where uh, it's Pariah just just begging, like, no, not again. No, don't. Yeah. Make, yeah. It's, oh, it's going to yeah. be so good from Kavanaugh. Yeah. Just oh, him man. on his knees weeping. Please don't show me this again. It's rough. Trying to save one fucking family. Like, all mm-hmm. that. Oh, mm-hmm. every emotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be good. Yep. 
And uh, so, who all is going to be in Crisis? Uh, Elizabeth Tollick is back as Lois Lane. Uh, and we're also going to get an introduction to uh, Lois and Clark's kid. My gosh. Mm-hmm. If they did... if they, if they Dude, if CW did Super Sons in any capacity, I would be thrilled beyond measure. I mean, they've already been working on like a young new team on the Arrow mm-hmm. side of things. Yeah. And so. then set it in the future and have Super Sons? Or, yeah. yeah. Why not? I mean, well, you know, it doesn't, it shouldn't be that far in the future, but yeah, they're about to throw all the universes together. They can tweak yeah, some stuff. They can tweak some stuff. That's right. All right. So we've got Tyler Hecklin coming back as Superman. That's the Superman from Supergirl, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, LaMonica Garrett is coming back to play the monitor and the anti monitor. They put out some, uh, I like that. They actually did release the, uh, the artwork, the character design artwork for, mm-hmm. um, for anti monitor. Mm-hmm. He just looks like uh, he just looks like Apocalypse. Oh, from Max Men Apocalypse. Yeah, that'll work. And you know, this is the concept art, so you know when it gets over to the CW and it doesn't look nearly as good, it's going to absolutely look like Apocalypse. <laughs> You'll be like, nope, they borrowed that suit. Yep, they. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it'll be fine. Um. So yeah, like I said, Tom Cavanaugh is playing Pariah, and um, he's also going to be, let's see, it says, not only will Tom be playing the two characters we heard here, uh, he'll be playing Pariah, so he he's going to be playing some other version of Tom, uh, of, uh, what's his name, Harry? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they said, in the original miniseries, it's Pariah who's very much integral in releasing the multiverse. For Tom to play such a pivotal character is going to tear your guts out and make you cry. I don't doubt it. Now, uh, the other... Big Kavanaugh role is going to be revealed in the first graphic novel in Flash. That's what they're referring to. They're referring to the two halves of the new Flash season as graphic novels. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because one is going to be pre-crisis and one's going to be post-crisis. Yeah. And the pre-crisis one is going to have dude from Heroes. I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. As the bad guy. And who the hell knows what they're doing, but it's going to apparently be very, uh, hey, fallout from crisis. I'm so excited, man. Yeah. I'm so stupid. Is, I'm so excited. Yeah, this turned out to be something. Um, Brandon Ralph is going to be coming back as Ray Palmer, uh, obviously, but also Superman. Yes. And they told him, they said they, they said that they wouldn't, we don't know if it's going to be properly the Superman Returns version. They were, uh, Guggenheim was talking about how, like, his old returns costume they're like well, warner brothers they take those costumes and they put them in the archives and you can't get them back out they don't want you to mess with them uh so i don't know what we're gonna do and then ralph goes i have an idea and he pulls open a shirt and it's the kingdom come <laughs> superman symbol <laughs> all right one <laughs> that's amazing right and did, I, did, I like that did you see Alex Ross do the uh, on on Instagram? Uh, it was reported. Uh, I know you don't have Instagram, but he actually drew Brandon Routh as Kingdom Come Superman. That's fantastic. It looked great. Like I want them to do that. Even kind of, it, it, dude. The costume does every year. Arrow's costume changes. A yeah. Bit. Every, Flash, you know, asks, "Hey, can a little bit less of my face be glued down uh-huh. every, for twelve hours a day?" Mm-hmm. Like they change all the time, so it doesn't have to be that costume. But on the other hand, Googs lies. Yeah, Guggenheim lies. Like they, he has to. They, they all right. When they needed the Constantine trench coat for that little scene in Arrow, mm-hmm. they they called it in and they found it in like some fucking storage closet. 
Mm-hmm. Being unused. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, I know he wouldn't make the Warner Brothers archives exactly. Right. After yeah, to a be fair, thirteen episode run, but that is a little different than Superman Returns yeah, costume. The Superman Returns that made the one movie that was a disappointment to the it, you know franchise made, they it, were trying to make. It made good money, but it didn't do it g- wasn't great creatively. Yeah, yeah, they they for some reason Warner Brothers believes that every Superman movie has to make a billion dollars, and none of them ever have. No, nah. maybe never gonna happen. I mean, it's never gotten close. <laughs> it's Superman. I mean, I, I know, I know. I love Superman. We are comic book fans. Uh, Superman is of a certain import to us. Yeah. Uh, he was the first. He is what all other superheroes ideally look up to. But to the mainstream audience, he's a boring dude in a blue suit who <laughs> can do anything. So why is anything a problem? Yeah, I know. I get it. But um, it, I get. I mean, yeah, just every time I hear Googs mention, yeah, what lies are coming my way. <laughs> uh-huh. He doesn't always lie to us <clears throat> maliciously, and I don't think, but he over the years I've learned not to trust him outright, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, like I said, he's a showrunner. It's a hard job. I get oh, it. Oh, sure. Sometimes he has to lie to us, but... So I, I am really excited about Brandon Ralph coming back as Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that we're going to get at least two Dude. different Supermen. Oh, yeah. No, there's no reason we can't incorporate the Return of Superman universe and have him change costume and be down the years. You know, what, it's been 22 years since that movie was released? Mm-hmm. Well, n- it hasn't been that long. That long? It came out in 2006. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Because, uh, you know, everyone, all the fan people online were putting together, like, photoshops of Bale and, Bale and Ralph together. Really? Yeah. yeah. That could be my memory failure. As their yeah. I thought I remembered it being in high school, which... No, we were in college. We were... Where were we? Okay. We were at the tail end of our college years. Memory fails, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to see that shit like four times in the theater. <laughs> it was the best Superman thing I've ever seen, you know? Or I'd, I had ever seen. At the moment, it was great. Yeah. And that plane, that plane sequence is still fantastic. I gotta go back and watch that. I See, this is giving me a little bit of homework, though. I gotta go back and watch the yeah. Superman. Yeah. It's been too long. Yeah. It was in college, so God knows what I was doing at the time. Apparently, it does, like, uh, this is gonna open... Uh, the crisis is going to open with, uh, from what I understand, with Brandon Routh as Clark Kent in the Daily Planet. That's awesome. <laughs> Doesn't isn't that exciting? And he doesn't have to change characters at all from playing Ray. Yeah, I, and that makes me wonder because they also said it's going to open with um, the multiverse dissolving. Mm-hmm. It just makes me wonder if it's going to be like Brandon Routh as Clark Kent in the Daily Planet, and then like everyone's freaking out because the the White Wall is coming. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, I want it. I want it so bad. That would be particularly heart-wrenching because uh, the the thing the White Wall makes very clear is there are there is no saving it. There yeah. is no mercy. Unless you're Flashpoint Batman, in which case somehow you're saved. But <laughs> <laughs> Look, everything got crunched down. Some things made it out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then it took them like all of a year to start doing like, well, back over here on Earth. Was it? <laughs> yeah. You just fixed that. <laughs> just fix it. it 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 was the equivalent of like calling over an exterminator and spending like fourteen hundred dollars on on services and then oh, two weeks later seeing a roach crawl across your living mm-hmm. room floor god damn it god damn it <laughs> yeah now uh steven amell says that he says i'm going to play more than one character in the crossover and they're all named oliver <laughs> nice <laughs> And here was the big one, as if any of that wasn't big enough. And we don't know if he's playing his old character or not, but Burt Ward is coming back. Burt Ward. Yeah. From Batman 66. Yeah. That's either a hell of a legacy casting, which doesn't make any sense in this context. 
You or kinda, maybe maybe yeah, maybe there's something they're just gonna do. I mean, why would you bring Burt Ward back if you if, if he was wasn't playing episode, Dick Grayson? Yeah, if it wasn't literally the crisis event. Yeah, I would I would think oh that fucking legacy casting. I guess what's that? Yeah, um, exactly. But in this context, it would be really annoying to not. Yeah, yeah. There's no no. I, of course, do it. we could do like you know. Doctor Who 50th curator type of situation where it's ambiguous, but we all really know. We know who you are. Yeah. It might be that. I can see it. It might be that. And I won't say more because there, I know we have listeners who haven't made it to that 50th anniversary special, but. But I can see it being a middle ground. Yeah. It might be a middle ground. I don't, I don't, like, don't get me wrong. I don't, I'm not looking at Burt Ward right now and going, you'll, you'll, you'll fit into that old Robin costume. Yeah, no. that's, that's a concern. That's not You've happening. got to explain a little bit of, of like, no, this does not look like a guy who kept him. However, if he was in a suit and had remembered some of the lessons that Bruce taught him and maybe, I don't know, flipped a Shakespeare bust open and revealed a hatch and they went into a bat cave somewhere, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't, I, my feelings wouldn't be hurt. No. Many a one-eyed cane, uh, vandal would be caned that night. <laughs> I, 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 I will say that. Um, <laughs> uh, so we've got Lex Luthor coming back. We've got uh, Good. Uh, oh, uh, what was John Cryer? That's yeah. his name. He's coming back. Um, he was a surprise. Now a pleasant I, surprise. I haven't seen it. I have not. It's exciting, but I have not seen this part uh, reported on any reputable news site. Okay. Only cosmic book news. Okay. Which can't even spell comic, right? I know, right? <laughs> They're saying that um, Tom Welling and Linda Carter are going to be in the crossover as Superman and Wonder Woman. I heard some uh, rumblings about that. Mm-hmm. And um, if that happens, all the tea in China. Just have it. <laughs> have have my money. You I, you won't need it I mean, because it's a free it's, thing. It's but. A, we're already paying for some kind of service that allows us these, but if if you sent me a bill afterwards for yeah a certain amount of money, yeah, I don't know what up to, but if you sent me a certain amount of money afterwards, that is like an invoice. I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll I'll write that check. Yeah, I mean, you know, what what would you do? What what what? <laughs> You're we're looking at the crisis. We know Barry Allen is supposed to die. We know we know that Kara is supposed to die. Supergirl is supposed to die in the crisis. All right. Mm-hmm. We suspect that Oliver Queen is going to take their place. Mm-hmm. However, he already did that once. Mm-hmm. So the only way you could really make it worth it and make it seem like it had high stakes, they could kill off John Wesley Ship Flash. Sure. They could make him the Flash that dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and in place of a Supergirl, we could have any myriad Supermen. I don't think they would kill off Tom Welling's Superman. He's too beloved. Yes. Don't they still have a line but, of comics? But Brand- yeah, no. That ended. I think that ended. But Brandon Routh Superman, mm-hmm. Kingdom Grizzled, Old Kingdom Come, Brandon Routh Superman. Yeah, Ingo. Yeah. <laughs> right. I watched. I watched Tyler Hecklin like carry his limp body out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is speculation. We don't know. No. I'm just excited, man. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces in this. I'm actually a lot of pieces play even even without the last two that are speculation. It's still a lot of working parts. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I am so excited about it right now because I put all this news together and I'm sick of all this shit. But now sitting here talking to you, I'm later. like super excited about it again. <laughs> all right. So over to Batwoman. Uh, apparently in episode three we're gonna have a pretty serious Batman villain show up thinking I'm going to friggin' kill Batman. 
because he thinks that that person is Batman. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have that. We're gonna have Hush, but they're saying like they're gonna introduce Tommy Elliot, who will eventually become the supervillain Hush in an origin story that's gonna develop over the course of the show's first season. I am, I mean, this is the Arrowverse, so they can take whatever character and do whatever license they want, and they don't even have to call it the same thing, because look at Vigilante, Mm -hmm. but I am a bit annoyed and a little confused how you do Tommy Elliott and Hush without Batman. Mm, See, when when I learned that Hush was going to be there, and that there was going to be, that somebody was going to come back and be like, I'm going to fucking kill Batman, I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It would make sense that he was like, absentee and didn't realize there was a, a so change. you think that he was absentee and he doesn't realize there's going to be a change he goes like oh hey there's batman's back and then we're going to slowly show tommy elliott's origin story over the course well, see, and it'll turn out that, to be him but with the insistence that it was episode three where it was going to be somebody that comes back to kill him uh-huh. i thought well you know he can't develop and then they're saying it tommy elliott and the origin of all that will develop over a whole season. It would have made a lot of sense if Hush came back in episode three uh-huh. looking for revenge mm-hmm. and just was out of touch from it. Right. But I don't know who the hell they're going to bring back <laughs> <laughs> from I'm going to fucking kill Batman and uh-huh. show up and be like, mm, no, nah, bitch. Uh, uh, somebody else on the throne right now. Yeah. I, I don't know who it is that is out of touch that comes back. I mean, you could go crazy with it like a Grundy or something. Right. But I don't know. Pretty serious Batman villain could be a lot of things. Thing is, like, it's, it can't be anybody that was in Arkham because in every version I've ever seen, Arkham has a, an internal network of news mm-hmm. where it gets around to that shit. I mean, if they had him in like a solitary type of situation, maybe. Maybe, not. but that doesn't seem to do too well in God. Like, it, I, I don't. I just have a sense over all the talking you've seen in, in different versions of Arkham that. They have some way of knowing what's going on. I guess something as big as the Batman has vanished wouldn't make it past even a solitary confinement victim of Arkham. Oh, I mean, it would. I think there's nothing here that says that they don't know that he's vanished. Well, to me, if he's just that, they're like, like, oh, hey, after... he's back. Yay, I'm going to go kill him. Well, okay. So maybe they just don't know. I mean, it's like Joker. You know, Joker yeah, was in Arkham, and then the he sees was... Batman comes back, and he goes, oh, darling. Yeah. He's the first time he's spoken in 15 years. Yeah. So you're saying they just, <laughs> I was thinking they just don't know that it's not Batman or that Batman hadn't vanished. You're just saying that they don't know it's not Batman. Right. They They're think it's like, still oh, Batman. There's a Cape Crusader out right. there. and Okay. That would be my take. So, and, and that completely invalidates what I was saying. It's like, yeah, news yeah. travels fast I'm and sorry. then somebody other way around quickly realizes, oh, mm-hmm. I that. Okay. Yeah. That makes as much sense. And you say, the way you say it makes me feel bad now. Right? Mm-hmm. The way you say it, I didn't mean to completely invalidate oh, no, what you were saying. It, that you I'm know, so sorry. I, they're, I mean, my interpretation is possible, but I like yours more. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> it's not. Don't feel bad. It's not definitive, but I like yours more. It doesn't happen often that I'm that I have a good thought. Uh, you know, it's it's more <laughs> here to record these moments. Um. Yeah. That's exactly. Um. So the Batwoman EP says uh, we are not going to repeat villains from the Arrowverse. We're using a whole new chapter of villains and heroes. That's fine. That's good. I can't think of one damn Arrowverse villain I want to see over in Batwoman. I mean, unless you're going to ring over Huntress or something. And maybe as a villain. Just maybe a, Geomancer. Just being killed brutally <laughs> in the streets. Yeah. 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 Like, I want to see blood. I want to see Geomancer. Break your CW censorship like, rules. Geomancer's over here, like, shaking the ground. And to just have Killer Croc come up behind him and just bite his head off. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do <clears> want to <throat> see something brutal happen there. But that's, you know, beside the point. Mm-hmm. 
Now uh, over to Arrow. It looks like uh, Christ is going to hit Arrow the hardest. And uh, see, who is this talking? I I copied this over and I didn't even look. To, oh, it was Guggenheim, I think. Mm. Uh, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, because of the nature of Crisis and the nature of the 10 episodes uh, episode order for Arrow, the two projects really became linked to the extent where the build-up to Crisis really takes place in Arrow, and then Crisis has to impact the final two episodes of Arrow. We were, wonder- we were wondering about how that was going to play out. I mean, we suspected, because it's the only damn thing that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all connected, and I think it's going to be connected in a way that's satisfying to people. That's the trick. That's the hardest part. We're taking this the show... Gets you, though. He tells you stuff that you, you already think makes sense, and then he throws something mm-hmm. at you that's going to be... Like, we're wh- taking the show on the road, really getting away from Star City. Oliver is going to be traveling the world, and we're going to go uh, to a lot of different places. Every time I see Oliver in the monitor, it's like, okay, we are very far from where, where we started. But again, that means the show has grown and evolved. This is sort of his final test because it's greater than Star City, said Beth Schwartz. The person actually in charge at that at this point. But uh, it was announced that Colin Donnell and Josh Segura would both be returning for the final season. That's uh, Tommy Merlin and uh, Adrian Chase. Mm-hmm. So Adrian Chase is still, I think, my favorite Arrowver- Arrow villain. Maybe my favorite Arrowverse villain. He was really good. Um, we don't know why they're returning. Um, yeah. And Amel says episode one is an ode to season two. Season one, episode two is an ode to season three. We're playing our greatest hits. Oh, that sounds cool. That might be interesting. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ben Lewis has been promoted to a series regular. That's the grown up William Clayton. Mm-hmm. Um, so the flash forwards will be continue. Yeah. Did you watch the final season trailer? Mm-mm. I didn't either. I couldn't I find see it. any trailers for. I'm sure it's the out there. DC TV stuff that came out. Oh, there was a few that were really good. I, well, except Watchmen, but right. That was literally as it came out. Well, I'm going to have to ask you about something else because mm. we might have to just watch it before we talk about it. Mm. That's good lord. All right. Anyway, um, they've cast uh, Charlie Barnett from Russian Doll as John Diggle Jr., and they've already said he's going to be. Uh, Running around in Deathstroke gear. Cool. He's leader of a Deathstroke gang in the future. Cool, cool, cool. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Ernie Hudson expects to reappear. He doesn't actually have any real word, but they did <laughs> They did call him. And uh, there's no deal in place, but they, they already called him. And uh, they have a shortened season, so I'll probably do a couple of those, he says. I don't know if they're setting up for the next stage of Diggle's character or what. That's an interesting... Statement, and I don't. Did you see? Did you happen to see any of the uh, the costume reveals? Like I'm, I'm not like Green Arrow's costume has always been tough for me because mm-hmm. I've never been able to really like, except for when he lost the sleeves in season four. I've never really like, noticed a difference. Yeah. Um, and they they did put up like a comparison of his season one outfit next to his season uh, eight outfit. Oh, it's vastly different. I, I have seen those. Have you? I guess, cause like I've looked at it and I, I wouldn't have known the difference if they hadn't put it. Like, all the like materials it, changed. He's got yeah. all kinds of accoutrement that weren't there before. He's got like, yeah, a, like I saw it side by side and was like, Oh, that's a little different. Yeah. But it, to me, it just doesn't look too season different. Season to season, it takes a minute. Yeah. I mean, you have to, try, like there's these, uh, reveals at cons where, he'll, you know, come out in the, Couple times he's come out in the new costume, and I've looked at him and like all these people are cheering, but I I, I need a minute. I, like, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Diggle's new costume though? Uh. Uh-uh. It is black with green accents. Oh, cool. Okay. Where's your ring, John? Yeah. Where's your ring? Yeah. I'm really hoping we get to see that, dude. And you know, David Ramsey even mentioned Green Lantern, the Green Lantern mythos. Really? 
in a recent interview. Like, yeah. He didn't say anything but that like there something is going to be broached about it. We've already had two serious hints about it. Yeah. So far. I mean, saw Hal Jordan's jacket at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, where's your ring, John? But yeah, I mean that those are And not only that, his, Ernie Hudson's last name is Stewart. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. His stepdad's name is Stewart. Forgot about that. That is a big deal. Shit. Mm-hmm. This might be getting real. <laughs> So all real. those he would make a fair, great fucking green. All those Ferris air nods. And yeah, there's a few Ferris air nods. Okay, one question though, uh-huh. in general, and I am still. It's going to be something I'm mad about. Uh huh. Where's my Ted Court? I know, man. You've uh, you've cock teased me for eight years on. Or I know it. Some portion of eight years. I, I don't know, know when that's Ted Court boxes first started rolling off the back of a truck, but well, apparently they wanted to do Ted. Well, they wanted to do Ted Cord. They ended up with Ray. I, I mean, they I, I ended up with Ray. But they kept the teases in there. Uh-huh. They didn't stop teasing Court Industries just because that showed up. He was, he's on charts later. He's a, it's the one thing I think I'm going to be very mad about. Well, just because Arrow's ending doesn't mean they can't do Ted Court sometime down the line. That's fine. The he universe show is still up. alive. Yeah. I'm can. fine with him showing up. Legends would be a great spot for him to land for a minute. Or Crisis. Or Crisis. Yeah, exactly. Look at that Crisis poster I have <laughs> on my wall. There's a Ted Court floating out there in space. <laughs> Oh, there's both Beatles floating out there on that one. Oh, on that one. There's a Reyes and a Ted Core. No, I was talking about the one, the 80s one by oh, Perez. Oh, the actual 80s ones? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's supposed to be there. And if you did anything post-crisis, Ted Core has a huge role in some of the later crisis stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he doesn't make it, but he's got a huge role. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Poor guy. It's important. Damn, um, Maxwell Lord. I know. Well, anyway. he definitely got his comeuppance. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman snapped his neck, buddy. Lassoed that neck right off. Right in front of everyone. Times Square, guy. Why do I remember that? I don't know. I don't remember where it was. I thought it was in an office building. Oh, it was in an office building, but it was also broadcast. Like, Brother Eye oh, was, was like, I think it was everywhere. Brother Eye. But, like, it, yeah, everyone was, yeah, it was. The world saw it. Yeah, but when it happened, like, they showed, like, I want to say there was a panel of Times Square, and it hurt just like a crack. Like, nice. And everyone was just like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, we've also got Susanna Thompson returning as Moira Moira Queen. Now I can't say it. Yeah, it's always been a flaw in our show. Yeah. Go go back to the early days. No one's ever gotten that right. Listen to me and Jason not be able to say her name. Mm -hmm. Moira Queen is coming back in season eight for some reason. I'm hoping these are all like. Alternate cameos out of universes. Some of these like some of these people, I want, I want, no, I want this to be like Ollie's on a mission with the monitor. They're going to different universes. They're seeing what could have been. I want to see all. Oh, of you them. want gut wrenching? I want gut wrenching, and I want multiverse. All right, that's fine. Uh, also, uh, Katie Cassidy Rogers is going to be directing an uh, an episode of the final season. Hmm. A lot of these people are moving on over. Good for them. Uh, over on the Flash, we've got. Uh, We've got that he they bleh, this villain Bloodwork, this, which is going to be in the first quote unquote graphic novel, um, is going to be Sindel uh, Ramamurthy. He was the what, what was his name? I, I just I had it his in my name. Head. He, he was, was on the, Heroes. Uh, yeah, he was on Heroes. He was like a good scientist for a while, and he turned himself into some sort of like fly creature. Uh huh. Cocooned himself. That was so lame. Yeah, I didn't mind that. Suresh. But, Suresh. It was Suresh. Yeah. Good job. Mohinder. Mohinder. Damn, nailed it. I did. I'm proud of myself. Uh, the most I remember about him is a shot of him cocooned in the corner. Mm-hmm. Now, the Flash Season 6 trailer was pretty dope, man. 
See, I should. I should mean, there, there's like a probably. there's like a little just really clips of because they've been filming longer than anybody else, but there are some clips here and there. But mostly, it's just like the back of his head, of Suresh's head. I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep now. I'm gonna call him Suresh. He's, mm-hmm. he's called Bloodwork here, um, and he's just talking about disease and and mainly he's his whole bit is he's gonna be trying to he's going to be trying to cure death. Ah, which is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. That's. What's the uh, what's the show that came after Doctor Who? Um, Torchwood. Yeah, Torchwood pointed out the awful, awful dystopia that would take place. Mm-hmm. And there was a fantastic. I don't know if you ever watched it. The uh, 2002 Twilight Zone series that was on UPN back in the day. Their first episode. Jason Alexander plays Death, and he's sick of killing people, so he stops. And it is horrendous. Nice. I, it's. I get conceptually why this mm-hmm. is a villain because it would seem like, well, he's trying to stop grandma from dying. No, I'm sorry. It's not. We all have to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a way around it. We all have to go or stop making others. Yeah. But, but there's no. Yeah. I mean, basically that Twilight Zone episode, the way they set it up is like there's a doctor who's talking to death and he's like, well, why don't you stop? I mean, it'd be great if you just stop doing it. He's like, all right. And then like. There's a fire and like a bunch of burn victims are yeah. brought in and they're just not dying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is the kind of argument where when you bring up just the simple idea of it, I, I quickly find myself thinking like, uh, to, to help me in this argument, can I bring up my buddy Thanos to <laughs> aid in the rebuttal? Mm-hmm. All righty. So um, now I'm imagining him like at a podium with a little little tiny pair of. Seeing glasses, the little thin ones. Oh, yeah. Makes me happy. That's funny. <laughs> Stacking a sheet of papers. Ready. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> little cue cards. Is he doing his George W. No, Bush? He clears his throat, by the way, before it. <clears throat> <laughs> That's going to stay in my head now. Yeah. You bastard. Me too. All right. Carlos. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> yeah. Carlos Valdez says he's not leaving the show. Really? Yeah. They talk him back into it. Uh, he says, I'm not leaving the show this season. I know everybody here is wondering. I know. I see that look on your face. I'm not leaving the show. I love these guys. These guys love me, clearly. I love being in the room with these guys. I'm not leaving anytime soon. Uh, I think he was going to leave. I think he was. Yeah. I think they gave him more money. Maybe. I don't know what happened. I mean, I don't know his touring schedule. I know he likes to tour. Uh, maybe it just didn't schedule right. And he's like, no, I've got time. I don't know. I think I think he, I think he was negotiating. I mean, what are they in Vancouver for? Like, fucking seven months? Six months? Seven months? I couldn't tell you. I don't it's know. a minute. It is a minute. No, it's less than that, because they've shortened it since the Smallville days. But it's still like a third of your year minimum mm-hmm. that you're away from your family and everything else you could possibly want to do in life. I don't know. Things, things change. I don't know. I, you know, I the only thing I do is go to work and do this show with you, so I, you know. Yeah, that's about it. I'll be on a CW show. I change a diaper in between. I'm about as good of an actor as Stephen Amell. <laughs> yeah. Not nearly as in shape. They would have to CGI my entire body. (laughs) (laughs) But we saw how well that went over with Firestorm. Oh, wait. Right. (laughs) All right. Uh, Daniel Daniel Panabaker is a fan of Baker, almost said, is going to direct uh, episode six of season six. She directed one last season, too, right? She did. And they actually had her a picture of her making a vision board with Flash comics. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, one of them had Nora on it, and uh, one of them had Captain Cold on on the cover of the graphic novel that she was using. Nice. Um, and I couldn't tell what she was actually reading, but um, all of those things. You sound just great. want Captain Cold back from it? I do. We're he doing Crisis. To, yeah, he needs to make an appearance. He was a big fan favorite. I'm from Earth 35. That's <sighs> just how he talks. Mm. But it grew on us over time. For some reason, that's the way he talks. He doesn't talk like that in season one. I, I don't know. It's, it's like he slipped into his real self. But it, it grew mm-hmm. on us all. I ended up really loving his delivery. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've given a little bit of a uh, of a rundown on who this uh, Ramsey Rosso Bloodwork character is that Mohinder from Heroes is playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a brilliant physician and former colleague of Caitlin Snow, Rosso's attempt at rekindling their relationship quickly goes wrong, taking him on a dark path to become the most chilling villain Team Flash has ever faced. Well, okay. I'm not sold on it yet. You're not sold. I don't like unre- unrequited love villains. They're not. That's fair. You have to sell me on them. That's fair. But I do like that there's two big bats. Mm-hmm. Because it would not make any sense for there be... I don't want there to be a big bat that survives something like Crisis. Right. I want I want the shows to have to kind of reboot a little bit and go into season two. Mm-hmm. And, or I can see that. Part two of whatever season they're on. And that, that part's a win for me. Yeah. All right. So we've got Eric Wallace, who's the showrunner now on The Flash. And uh, he actually wrote a pretty uh, acclaimed uh, set of stories with uh, Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to Mark Guggenheim. And asked, can I borrow Mr. Terrific and get him on the Flash for a while because I really love this guy. And uh, he says he's not hes not saying it's happening immediately, but he is going to try. But the reason Mr. Terrific left Arrow is because Curtis Holt wanted to leave. Yeah, so they got to sell him. Is it Curtis Holt? What's his name? Echo Kellum. Echo Kellum, actual name. Yeah. Echo Kellum wanted to leave. It was Curtis, though. Yeah. Um, so they got to sell Echo on this whole thing. Yeah. A little bit. I think like. so. All right. I- All right. Hey, I mean, if he's got a meaty story, like, one of the reasons Echo might not have enjoyed it as much is he only got a couple of really meaty stories, and not really that meaty. I mean, he was always supporting mm-hmm. Cass. Like, they didn't revolve any of the real plot going forward around him too much, insofar as, like, when they did, it was all him and Felicity. Um, yeah, they got something meaty. It might yeah. work. I think they might. Okay, so they've released a Supergirl trailer for Season 5, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just footage of last season there's but, like four seconds of new season yeah but it is uh n- there is a a new narration new voiceover from from uh, melissa benoist from cara and uh and then when we start seeing the new stuff it's from uh lena mm-hmm. i think lena looks baller dude mm-hmm. like whatever she's got the subsidian stuff that's whatever happening the tech is. Yeah. yeah whatever the tech is looks awesome mm-hmm. uh i love her just Punching Kara in her stupid face. Mm-hmm. Calling her Kara. Yeah, calling her Kara. And, and she's outfit. in the Supergirl outfit. Yeah. Like, she punches Kara in her stupid face. Mm-hmm. Something I've been waiting for someone to do for like five years on this show now. Um. You know, it's something I've been waiting <laughs> That story, like, that, those were, those, she was way too smart for that. Yeah. She should have known for years. Yeah. Years now. Yeah. Um, like, why are you so upset? Like wh- it's going to be one of the problems with the well, show. Is like, why? How do you not blame yourself on this one? A little bit. <laughs> uh, Robert Rovner says the season will focus on technology and how it focuses in on our lives. The villains will hone in on how technology dives into the public and how they can twist it to hurt others. Um, 
So they've made Andrea Brooks a series regular for season five. That's Eve. Mm-hmm. They've announced two new cast members, uh, Julie Gonzalo from Veronica Mars as Andrea Rojas or Akrata, a polished businesswoman and heir to a Central American tech empire. She's now making a hostile advance in, into the world of media. And uh, she's unapologetic and unafraid to make waves. She also holds a mystical a mystical secret. And uh, they're also bringing in a UK-based actor, Staz Nair. And I can't, I, he, I don't know who that is. He played a Dothraki warrior on Game of Thrones. I never watched that. Mm-hmm. He'll be playing hardened reporter William Day, um, an, an original character. On the surface, he's a cynic and a sellout who looks down on Kara's idealism. Uh, he's not interested in making friends. He just wants to get the story. But his ties to the criminal underworld could prove problematic. Uh, now, this is interesting. Megan Rath is going to be playing a female Brainiac 5. And that's Jesse Rath's sister. You know, Jesse Rath is the one who plays Brainiac now. Right. Um, they look very similar. I didn't catch from the clip, but okay. Well, she's, yeah, I don't think she was in the clip, but. There was a Brainy in the clip, a female Brainy. Well, that was. Um, I think that was original, though. That was, yeah, that was from season one. Yeah. That was um, Laura Vandervoort. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Laura Fornames. Mm hmm. Um, so we don't know anything about the female Brainy. Uh, I don't know much about a female Brainy. We, well, we know that Brainiac Five. They, they've talked about his family a fair amount on in, in the in the books, and uh, and Jesse Rath has been pushing for his sister to be on the show as female Brainy for a while. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are bringing back Jeremy Jordan's win for three episodes uh, in the back half of the season. Thank God. That's going to be post crisis. So who knows what that means? Yeah. He might I mean, be Toy Man now. He might be. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> and McCod Brooks, who plays Jimmy Olsen or James Olsen, is leaving the show. I don't know why I thought that that wasn't surprising when I heard it. I haven't heard any lead up that mm. suggested it. I just, for some reason, when I heard it, I thought, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I guess it's, I think because some of his stories getting to the point where they've got to go ultra with it, which I feel like they've already done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like they've gone to 10 and now they've dialed it back to five to do some real human stuff. And then after that, I'm, uh, I don't know, I don't know where to yeah, put you. I don't either. I don't either, but I'm okay. I'm mm-hmm. okay with it. Uh, they are, you know, the door is open for him to show back up if he wants to. And, uh, the EPs are saying this season will be about how technology impacts us and how people use it to escape from, ha- uh, what happens in their lives. They're, they're saying it's their black mirror season. Have you watched any of Black Mirror? No, I better know about it. It's really good. I hear. It's really good, Jason. Just one of the things that never has made the list of things I, I had time for. I hear you. It's on the list. Of course it is. Of things I'll You're not mad. probably not have <laughs> probably <laughs> won't have time for. But Well, you know, one of the great things about that show is, you know, I've watched probably half of it mm-hmm. and I haven't gone back to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're all individual stories, so Yeah, it's an anthology series. You yeah. just go back. Yeah, yep. you can just like watch one and be like, "Well, that was delightful." And I hear or, there are little things in the background that kind of tie it together. Yeah, I hear that, but I haven't noticed it because I wouldn't notice it. I need a, a website that's telling me what's tied. I did together. find the website with all. Did the, you? Yeah, and I was well, curious, awesome. so I looked at it, and there were some screenshots. I'm like, "Oh, that okay, cool." Yeah, it was a pretty thorough little thesis and about when, how it's tied together. When I finish the show, <laughs> you'll go back. To I it. will go back and look at that and go, "Oh, that's neat," but I'm just watching it. I'm not noticing that. I'm like, there's a politician having sex with a pig. I remember screenshots that were literally just like a a blurred thing in the background where the logo was still clearly a logo from a previous episode or something like that. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
But uh, a lot of people happily theorizing that I think there's room that like there's a final season of Black Mirror where they have been doing this on purpose and there's a reason the anthology f- doesn't mm. feel like a continuous story and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, it'd be great. It'd be a fucking masterstroke. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll drop everything to watch that. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll find out about it before either of us actually finish the show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because we have too many damn capes. Right. So Melissa Benoist is going to be directing an episode, the 17th episode of the season. Is this her first? Yep. Is this her debut? Mm-hmm. Good for her. Good for her. I'm always happy when they get to direct. Get some experience. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I've, I, Jonathan Frakes, I think, was the first time I've ever heard of anything like that happening. I do remember hearing about it. I don't remember how early that was. Yeah, that was my, Next Generation. Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing about, like, oh, Jonathan Frakes is doing an episode this season. Because, no. you know, I keep up with all these people. And, uh, and then later on, I heard him talking about how, like, he was like, you know, I'm not sure how many years I have left in front of the camera. <laughs> it was a smart move. Yeah. And then he starts shadowing people. And that's the same thing. Uh, I think uh, Michael C. Hall did the same thing mm. with some Dexter episodes where he just, like, refused to be out of the room. Yeah. I may be completely making that up. Eh, if and if yeah, it'll be right. Yeah. But if I remember the story right, he uh, just would show up at production meetings. Like, places he didn't have to be at his time. He didn't have to be there. and just He'd be sitting there over with a notebook like, well, can we do anything for you? No, I'm just here to learn. Like, yeah. Just that kind of thing. Yeah. Which, uh, apparently, there's a Warner Brothers director program. And, because Katie Cassidy said she... In preparation of her doing an Arrow episode, so they've got a quick little. She film started, for yeah. These. She started shadowing people, mm-hmm. shadowing directors and stuff, and then also ran through the uh, did the Warner Brothers directing program. I'm gonna call it Quickie Film School. I, I don't know. I don't know how quickie it is. Well, yeah. I don't know how long she's been doing this. Uh, me either. I know it's not enough that you don't have to spend what I say at least four months in Vancouver in the meantime, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. somehow run your life in the extra time. I mean, yeah, it's it's got to be. Condensed curriculum, we'll call it. Yeah. So, uh, over on Legends of Tomorrow, the apparently the season five premiere is going to be a mockumentary. I love it, actually. That sounds right for them. That sounds right for them, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm, I'm already looking forward to several people's portrayal in a mockumentary. Yeah. So th- probably a shaky camera and everything. The event of them like defeating Neuron from the last season uh, apparently uh, had the side effect of propelling them from D-list superheroes to famous and beloved heroes. And they're going to be doing a mockumentary over that. That's awesome. Yep, I'm 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 excited about it. That sounds fun. Let's see, uh, executive producer Grain Godfrey. We're getting a lot of executive producers I've never heard of before. I've never paid attention to. You always hear about Klimmer and all these people, but I've never heard of these. Yeah, people. well, there's a, there was a time where we stopped covering as much of the production. That's talk. true. We only do it at certain times, like SDCC. That's true. The week to week stuff. I do think Helbing was leaving Flash, and now we've got Wallace. So mm-hmm. yeah. I remember that part, but yeah. and I remember uh, Rovner, and then before that, uh, I forgot her name, but I remember the. Uh, uh, whoever it was moving into Supergirl, like, as we brought up some of the names, I remember. It, but. Mm-hmm. but Godfrey says, uh, "If we became po- if we become popular, are we going to lose our mojo? They're famous for the first time, and some of them are loving it. You have Sarah, the stalwart captain, who's the most suspicious of this and not into it." Um, and then Clemmer says that uh, they're talking about the idea of tempting the legends. We're interested in how fame affects people. I really like the idea of tempting the legends. That they're still susceptible, even though they sort of get the, over themselves after the first episode. I think you could always be tempted by the promise of getting it to be a singular franchise-driving superhero. 
See, I like the meta way that they're talking about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. has been part of the really fun thing about Legends in the last few seasons is they've just been really meta mm-hmm. and completely like, you know, joking about their their low ratings and shit. Their time bureau ratings, quote unquote. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, they're pretty low in general, but we have a real low, loyal following. At least. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like Astra's going to be the big bad. We need that. Yeah. Uh, do oh, Katie Lott, super uh, Sarah. She's gonna get superpowers. She's gonna get a magical illness, which will turn her into a, uh, which will turn into a superpower. She'll learn how to make it a super a superhero power, which won't necessarily be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. On, on that show in particular, it it's not set just in stone. Do whatever. People have to keep being just people. Yeah. Yeah. Go crazy. All right. Hey, did you did you read anything about Young Justice Outsiders hiding a message in his episode titles? No. If and he, I haven't gotten to. I haven't gotten to watch it. Uh-uh. Not the new one. Mm-mm. Not the new one. But if you take the each, the first letter of each episode title, it says prepare the anti-life equation. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and it was renewed for a fourth season. <laughs> wow. Good job, guys. <laughs> who, who figured that out? Um, let's see. Mm-mm-mm. I may have written it down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin Carter. Yeah, man. Good job, man. <laughs> He had to have just been going to watch the latest couple episodes and went, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. It's like a oh, jumble. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's like a jumble. You're just like looking through the list. You're well, like, you can see oh, them all oh, like wait, on a oh, wait. four by. Yeah. Yeah. On a four by list, you can see probably on any given screen, you can probably see 12 letters at a time. And mm-hmm. if you're, yeah, good job. All right. So was Harley Quinn one of those, one of those trailers you didn't get to watch? No, I didn't get to watch that. Okay, good. Uh, oh, what, what do you think? DC Universe, Harley Quinn, animated series. Yeah, go. Let's, let, yeah, yeah. That's pretty great, solid, right? Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. And like the one word we got from Alan Tudyk's Joker was just fantastic. I was like, yeah. What was it again? I think he said Harley. Oh, yeah. I'm not really sure. Oh, I do remember at least hearing his voice. And it's, it's going to be interesting to hear because like, we, we've heard him on Doom Patrol doing this very mad version of a character. And he has said, he said at some point, I was, like, I was literally doing him at the same time. I had to. Mm-hmm. Try to put myself yeah. in a certain spot. So I'm going to be really curious about. He also says his Joker just sounds like him. That sounds right too. But I'm I'm okay with that now. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he said. I don't remember. I think he said Harley, but I'm not sure because every time I've watched the trailer, which is about six or seven times now, I have only been focusing on what his voice sounds like. I haven't focused on what he was saying. Yeah, the quality of it was or good. cared. Yeah, that part I remember from watching <laughs> it and hearing. Oh, this is what he's going to sound like, and thinking, okay, yeah, I can live with this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm super excited to see Daedric Bader come back as Batman. Uh, I saw the rest of that cast, and you've got it up right now, and it's absurd. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just obscene. <laughs> uh, dude from My Zombie, Raul Coley. I Love think, him. Is, is, is Scarecrow. Yeah, uh, he'll be great. Lake Bell from Wet Hot American Summer is Poison Ivy. Um, I don't know Sanaa Lathan from the Twilight Zone. Yeah, don't know that. I don't know her. Uh, Tony Hale, we know. Tony Hale from Arrested Development and Veep, absolutely. Dr. Psycho, bring oh, it. going to be great. Chris Maloney from Happy and Law & Order, absolutely. Let's do that. He's hey, Commissioner Gordon. crazy part about Chris Maloney is he did Law & Order, and I liked him there. Mm-hmm. But it was like he was slumming it. Every other thing I've ever seen him in, and I've only seen the first episode of Happy, but I was I was deeply intrigued. I was one of those where I've, mm-hmm. man, as soon... As I get a week somewhere, a gap, I can watch this in. I'm pretty sure it was canceled. Oh, did it? Yeah. Well, I know it has two seasons. It has, yeah. Just plenty. 
Um, man, Maloney is fantastic. Yeah. It's just like the thing a lot of people know him for is is his most... He did, still did a great job. Mm-hmm. Especially SVU uh, opened up a lot of territory and it went, it went into some... Uh, it was the more outrageous, I guess, of those shows. But <laughs> yeah, yeah he it, it cracks me up, though. It's just like he did a really good job in this show that a lot of people saw that they mm-hmm. wouldn't think twice about like seeking him out. And then every other place you find him, he's doing some, something insane and knocking it out of the park. That's because he spent like 12 years on a show that was hugely popular so that he could make whatever the hell he wanted after that. Well, didn't he do Oz before that, though? I don't know. I think he did Oz before that. I don't know. Which he was amazing at. I think that was before that. I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I mean, and, and we don't need, we don't even know who these guys are playing. But uh, Ron Funches from Powerless, uh, JB Smooth from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Love both of those dudes. Jason Alexander from Seinfeld. Wanda Sykes. I mean, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad. Uh, oh, and uh, Jim Rash, Nally Morales. Revolution. I mean, yeah. And they're all in it, and we don't know who they're playing. I don't care. Bring them on. It's a great cast. They're playing the freaking Mary Tyler Moore theme in the trailer. Oh, that was maybe my favorite part, was the punk version of, <laughs> you're gonna make it after all. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. And so bloody. So oh, gory. Yeah. We're not we're not pulling any mallets. Heads will be smashed. Ah, it just looks fantastic. Bullets will have consequences. Yeah. <laughs> this is not... Like... Bet you you see an intestine before the end of this season. I think we saw three in the trailer. Just in the trailer? I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they did announce uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow is going to be an original story that uh, they do, an original movie. That's going to feature a young Clark Kent in his early career as Superman. Uh, that's going to be uh, an animated movie. Then mm-hmm. they're going to also be doing uh, Superman Red Sun, which will be the first DC Universe movie of 2020. And that's, of course, the adaptation of... Uh, One of the best Superman books yeah, out there. Mark Millar's Super, uh, Superman Red Son, which, uh, you know, our friend Christopher White just uh, came into town the other day, and uh, we went to Books a Million, and he got a copy of that because of our recommendation. Oh, yeah. 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 He, he needs a copy of that. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. So it's worth Those it. Those last few pages are heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, again, that is... Uh, what, what are you pointing at? Justice League Dark Apocalypse War? Yeah. Oh. Oh, did I jump that? Mm, looks like it. I sure did. I jumped that. All right. Yeah, there's also Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which is going to be a sequel to Justice League Dark. Um, yeah. We've really got to get We've got to get caught more up. time for the animated moves. We've got to. We've got to start We've got to start skipping news. Yeah. We just mm-hmm. start doing news every other week like we said we are going to do. Yeah, maybe. Bap, bap, bap. At this point, we are, and we're still only finding time to do the other I know it. There's so many things happening i know it man all right uh death and return of superman complete film collection gets a release date uh october 1st with the blu-ray dvd combo pack and a 4k combo pack that includes a standard blu-ray and there will also be a limited collector's edition that uh comes with an exclusive steel figurine and uh, it'll also have Superman Doomsday, which is the first time... That's going to be the first DC Universe animated movie uh, when they did pretty much the same storyline, but probably much worse. Uh, that's going to be that movie's first time in 4K. I don't care for that movie. No, that one, no. Yeah. No. But that part of the story arc was not my favorite anyway. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so I, I've been really clamoring to see this Death and Return of Superman, but I knew that they, they announced the Superman yeah, uh, one of those complete where, film collection a yeah. long time ago. So also I was like, I'm not going to go to the Fathom event and watch those damn movies. It wasn't even that. It's, well, this is the Also, kind of we're that, really super behind on this universe. We are super behind the universe, but I think you could watch this pretty safely. It It's also just, uh, I don't I don't want di- like physical copies of things anymore. I'm just mm-hmm. at a point. I don't I just want a digital copy on whatever thing I think is going to last the longest. So, like, mm-hmm. right now I'm buying on Amazon thinking, well, you'll probably outlive anything else. And until until you die, I've got a copy of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just happy with the digital stuff. Now, I, they've started releasing digital stuff with bonus features if you wait a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. So that, I'm, I, I will do that. But Yeah. And we're going to get Batman Beyond complete series set in Blu-ray. And- Another thing you're going to be much more interested in. Yes, um, and here's the thing though, I, I'm I'm confused because it does include a remastered uh, copy of Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker in the set, mm-hmm. but they're not saying if it's going to be the initial Batman Beyond: Return or of the, the Joker with the good stuff. or the uncut edition, which is it, uh, to that my would, mind the only edition. A, that would be a deal breaker. That would be a deal breaker. Yeah, I mean, let's you already be, have yeah, all of this. Yeah, I already have all this. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it to have in that. I mean, technically, my sister-in-law has it in Japan at the moment. But, at the moment, but yeah, but it, it will still return to you one day. Yeah, I understand. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be worth it to wait just to get the whole series on Blu-ray, even That's if it, yeah, if it's if, if it's, they didn't have the uncut. If it doesn't have the uncut, just keep your shackles and wait and see if they release it later. Yeah. But, the real version. It feels like one of those where they would probably release like the theatrical, this quote unquote theatrical mm-hmm. version on the complete set, and then like the uncut version on Blu-ray later. But they've already released the theatrical, quote unquote, cut on Blu-ray. So I don't know what they're doing here. Not either. With it being a complete series, both or the latter wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. That's up to Warner Brothers Ar- archives. I think. I think at this point, so. Sons of bitches. Yeah. You're just going to have to wait that out. Give me my uncut. Mm-hmm. Give me my putzes instead of yutzes. Mm-hmm. They, that's one, literally one of the changes they made. I know. <sighs> yeah. All right. So, I, man, I, this is the first time I'm actually looking at numbers on this. Apparently, the uh, Batman the Animated Series set, um, <laughs> they're calling it an absolute phenomenon. It sold uh, through its initial 30,000 copies uh and prompted an upgrade to 70,000 copies which they'd also sold through before the holiday season ended good god and now they're giving batman beyond a similar treatment uh for the 20th anniversary with 50,000 copy limited edition set uh which is fine they can probably keep that set because i don't need the terry mcginnis funko pop but (laughs) i would like it on blu-ray at some point yeah um it's available for pre-order on Amazon, apparently for $99. I, I looked at it today, and it was like 87 Now, you know, and those pre-orders, they always go down, and they will adjust. Uh, if you go ahead and pre-order, it'll just continue to adjust until its actual release date. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. They don't charge you until the actual, they actually ships. Um, doot, doot, do. And we've got some special features. Uh... Audio commentaries, all the stuff. It's all the stuff that's on the DVDs anyway. Now, uh, there are going to be 11 episodes that have been up-resed. They've been smart-resed because they don't actually, they've been damaged and they don't actually have the, the ability to do true high-def. So, hmm. 
keep in mind that if you're going to shell out the money for it, but it is going to look better than the uh, standard def. Yeah, a little better, but still. I mean, what are you going to do? They were they were damaged. It still just fascinates me that you can have original copies of stuff that's damaged. Mm-hmm. Like, that people just lose things. Like, there are whole episodes of Doctor Who that aired one day and have never been seen again. I know it, man. I know it. It fascinates me. me that that's a thing that can happen. And yet, it's, it's really intriguing to watch that especially process. Especially in modern day terms. It, it really fascinates me there. Like, yeah. yeah. There's, like, one guy specifically that, that BBC hired, and he his whole job is just to go around and, like, track down yeah. film reels. And he's found some, by God, over the years. He found one in, like, a broken-down station in, like, Indonesia or some shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. That oh, happens. Hey. Oh, can I take a look at this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's everything. That's that's the whole shebang. That really feels like everything. I can't believe we got through it. No. I thought we'd tap out by now. But we made it. Yeah, we did. Want to do, uh, wanna do a review of Justice League War next week? <laughs> we just got through saying... Uh, I mean, <laughs> the funny part yeah. is, I still think, man, I've still got stuff I gotta watch. See, this is what you got. You guys are hearing it. This is what this is what add happens. A movie to what I have to watch. This is even though happens. I've already seen Justice League War. But Me too. Fucking, probably four or five years ago when I watched that last. Yeah, probably around that long. But, nah. Yeah, I'll squeeze it into the weekend somewhere. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't, we'll figure something out. I, I, I. Apparently, this we don't have anything on our calendar. We don't. For next week, so. And we this don't. is going to be, like, that we're, if we in, can, we're in the, uh, if we the can, day glow of STCC, mm-hmm. like, until it gets really close to boot time for some of these yeah. shows, it's we're not going to get a lot of news. If I can get caught up, we can do Swamp Thing. Well, we need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one we need to do first. We need to Swamp Thing. We need to finish Young Justice. I don't know when it's ending. It's coming out. I'm sure. Yeah, I haven't watched I, any of it. Maybe this weekend. It's coming up. Yeah, I think maybe, because Stargirl starts week after this next. Woo, girl. So I think we have Young Justice and Swamp Thing already on our plate. Well, Jason's always got an answer. <laughs> I have nothing against any of those films. It's just oh, no. there's always something. There's always something. There's always and, something. You know, when we started the show, uh, first of all, there were only like four things that were yeah. being covered at the time. And yeah. one of them hadn't even aired yet. Yeah. And that's right. I mean, there was Flash, Arrow, Gotham, and Supergirl was in production yeah. when we started. I mean, I think our first episode, episode one, I think we like talked about a narrow episode, a Flash episode, and the Batman v Superman trailer, and that was our show. Yeah, I think that was that's about all it. we had. Yeah, and then uh, the pilot for Supergirl leaked the week after, so mm-hmm. we had that. But good lord, it's been um, it's very different now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've had to actually sit down and do it a couple times and count how many stu- how many shows we ostensibly cover uh-huh. and it i it i lose track i have to actually it's like i can start and then i have to go back and look at everything and go by network mm-hmm. and then go by streaming service and name everything and then maybe still go do a little bit of research to to really make sure i've got it all down and there. this just come it's, it's to the point now where it's like oh and yeah we'll get to it it'll be when, a few, a few weeks after it, started, it airs but we'll talk about it at some point yeah also when it started <laughs> there was such a thing as a fall and uh, You'd call it a fall and spring or summer season, whatever. Uh-huh. I, I don't even remember the term we used anymore. Yeah. It's been years. There was a winter break, and then there yeah, was a summer a break, break. Summer break. Those are gone now. No. Now, there was a winter break where you had about three weeks to catch up on whatever it was you were doing. In my day. No. Those are gone. Mm-hmm. Streaming has destroyed that idea. And also, the CW yeah. has done its part. Um, I say the CW, but we're in the middle of 
man, it's, it's yeah. This feels like the end of it. This is July thirty first. We're recording this, and Krypton is still dead in the middle of a season yeah. on Sci Fi. This maybe not the end, but this feels like the big be- the the beginning of a final act of a Twilight Zone episode, where there is no where, break in TV anymore. Right, or? where we were like streaming is amazing. We can watch anything oh. anything we want at any time. We don't need to. We're gonna take know, on the Gambler no, episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no appointment television, and now we're starting to see the effects. Like, there's no break. We can, there, we always TV have to is anytime. Something. Yeah, yeah. We are living in an episode of Black Mirror. I mean, it 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 is to a point where on uh, on TV time when I look at like what I still haven't watched, and that's beyond. By the way, it'll it'll it has a list of what you should watch, and then after you haven't watched it for a period of time, it'll kick it down to recently watched. Um, where there's just like this. Uh, deep end of the swimming pool of shows that you have not gotten around to in so long that you'd probably have to have a recap. Mm-hmm. And Better then Call Saul for me. I've got a ton down there. I mean, I could go yeah. down a, a, a list. Oh, that was just the one that I always remember and go, oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's gotten to that point where there's there's so many shows that are in the, oh my God, I haven't even time to touch you. And it's it's stuff I, I, I really love. Like, it's it's like Arrested Development Part 2 of the last season. Oh, yeah. I'll stuff that. like that. Yeah, I don't See, have that's that. In re- it, it bounced down now. Yeah. I haven't gotten to touch that. Yeah, for me, it's like Better Call Saul. It's uh, that. It's Arrested Development. Yeah. It's uh, freaking... What else? Um, I just had them in my head now. They're gone. I had... It's such a fleeting flash of show. Oh, Broadchurch. Sherlock. Oh, Broadchurch has been in there for two years. Doctor Who. Yeah, last season Doctor Who's still in there. I'm almost, I almost finished it. I didn't. The last, I think I'm only two episodes off, and it and bothers you, me all the time because I'm like, I'm only two. And away. you realize this keeps happening to me, right? What? Because there was a new Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Discovery came out, and Matt and I was like, well, we were like, oh yeah, let's do this. And since we started that podcast, they have announced a Section Thirty One series. They have announced a oh yeah, an animated show from Mike McMahon of Rick and Morty. A separate Lower and hmm, Lower Decks, yeah. yeah. A separate animated show on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. um, Star Trek Picard. Uh, Short Treks has become a thing, and now they're talking about some other like mystery thing. That why does this keep happening to me? Why do I start a podcast and then this happens? I mean, I think we're interested in the material, and it's just That's what true. are we doing here? And then it is like, how, how am I supposed to cover this? There has been new Star Trek since two thousand damn five. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a crop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'll... I don't have an answer. Put on my best shit-eating grin and do it. <laughs> I am enjoying it. Yeah. I, I still deeply enjoy the stuff we cover, but it gets harder and harder time-wise to get mm-hmm. it all soaked in. And then, uh, God forbid, on top of that, be able to actually look at what's coming up in, in the news and distill that. And, uh, you know... Well, eventually, news is going to have to go away. And we're just going to be doing reviews. Just reviewing Just everything. catching up on things that we... Which is fine. I don't care. If if we have that much to review, I mean, sure. Which it's bordering on. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting close to that. And that's just season reviews, not not episode by episode. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and, we, we would have had to have quit our jobs to do episode yeah. reviews at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm still so excited about Stan, Sandman. I just want... I, oh, my God. Nah. I mean, yeah. I know I'm so stuff excited. Stuff in production that's probably... For real in production that yeah. just hasn't made it to the some you know, screen development. Lights. Yeah, it, yeah. It, in development, probably really will see it. There's mm-hmm. several things still in that stage, and you mm-hmm. know, we probably really will see it. Yeah. Like when they were like last year when they were talking about Arrow ending 
and uh, or we thought Arrow might be ending because of some stuff that Stephen Amell was saying. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, well, we're, we haven't greenlit it, but we've got a production of, we got Batwoman in production, but I was like, oh, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to happen. We're not going to get, we're not going to get a reprieve there. And the Arrowverse is going to continue and move forward and, you know, f- great yeah. in a lot of ways. But time wise, it was like, ah, for a second, we thought, okay, there'll be more time to cover like Watchmen and yeah. Pennyworth and whatever now. And no, nah, there wasn't. Yeah. Just got replaced. Which, you know. The fun thing about Batwoman is, no matter how bad it is, and I've heard it's really bad. Really? I've heard. Mm. I've heard other people say, yeah, it's all right. But, I mean, there's the, seems to be a, a general consensus that I've seen that says it's bad. Mm. I don't know. But no matter how bad it is and how bad those ratings are, it'll be renewed. Probably. Probably. I don't know if it's like a producer's situation. Like, you know, like the producers, like, they make more money off of it if it's a flop. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and to air something on the CW, like, there's a reason Legends is still around. They've got 1.4-ish, I think, Yeah. The last time I checked on their numbers. Um, which on any other network would be, they would cancel you mid-season. Mm-hmm. And on Legends, we're, you know, investing in new storylines and hiring yeah. cast regulars. Yeah. If, dude... Legends is what broke me. And I'm glad it did because I love Legends now, but <laughs> those first two seasons where they just wouldn't cancel Legends, and I'm like, you have three viewers. <laughs> no one is watching this show. <laughs> no, I, the, the fact is they're still making money on that show. Like You could hear me at least three or four times call that they're going to be canceling Legends of Tomorrow only to be thwarted. Only to be thwarted. Now, I do suspect they are going to be canceling it after this season. Yeah, but we've said that for four, four years. That's true. <laughs> we really have. That's true. And we've been wrong every time. I, I don't think they'll they'll cancel Batwoman for at least two more years. They're far too woke to do that. They'll no, just let a, it be a bad show for two or three years. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't think it's about that. They've always had the numbers to justify mm. having whatever they wanted to on the screen. And the fact is their audience is... I mean, I'm happy with all the woke messages. The the, the audience is on board with it. That yeah, doesn't matter if it's 999,000 viewers one week. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, a couple episodes later, they might get to 1.5. It's enough to sell their ads hey, for you. Uh, you know cream. me. I mean, Do the woke, woke <laughs> it up. You know, despite what all what, what so many uh, Star Trek fans believe, uh, Discovery is not the first woke Star Trek series that started in Star Trek. It started in 1966. The, original yeah um 64 if you want to count the cage they were just a lot more subtle about shit (laughs) than the uh i I heard it described really well on fans without borders they just described it as uh the after school special of it all yeah see there is very much a a, you know i i discovered uh, i describe it as a bludgeoning over the head of (laughs) yeah see if you can do that and it frustrates me because i see them do it really well at times and i see Mm -hmm. them do it uh overhandedly at times and yeah. I, I wonder like what why why did you why did you do this so well over here and and then over here you, you I, I i don't understand when one happens and when it, the other happens. in a lot of ways it is the it is the difference between the early episodes of mash that are actually pretty good and are really good and you'll have something like hawkeye's good friend who's a journalist and a writer who's a little bit of an opportunist and he goes to the front lines he's writing a book called you never hit the bullet because every time somebody gets shot they always say i never heard the bullet and then triage comes in and he's been mortally wounded and as he's dying he tells hawkeye i heard the bullet 
you get something like that, which is awesome. It's a good line. And then it's the difference between that and then like the later episodes where Alan Alda is like fishing for it for a, an award, you know, <laughs> and like directing the show and writing it. <laughs> I don't know the, the difference or where you where this would fall for you. There's one scene Just like heavy handed. What is the scene where he's talking about like uh, even those are pretty damn good though. I love Mash. <laughs> that was good. What was the scene where he's talking about like there's a guy on the table he's operating and uh, it, it, it was something about like you know he's talk about innocence and you know good guys and bad guys and innocence and in war and he's talking to his people and he's like but I mean, but there aren't really good guys and aren't really bad guys. All I see on my table is a bunch of innocent people. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could phrase it better. I wish I remembered the phrasing better. But it was yeah. A, it was I'm a not. Good moment. I'm not. I'm not remembering it. But um. That sounds that sounds Hawkeye-ish. Yeah, yeah. They had great jokes about him on uh, Futurama. Really? He had um. What was it? It was. I, I, there was a little switch on the side of the uh, the Hawkeye bot. <laughs> uh huh. Um, where it, he's in the operating table and he's doing shtick. Uh huh. And then you look over and he switches it from humor to maudlin. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I forget what he says, but it's something about like. Why does there have to be war or something? Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that, those were the two modes. Yeah. yeah, if you boil it down, it's like him doing like Groucho Marx and shit, and then him tearfully singing "I'll be home for Christmas on Christmas Eve" after his after the line got cut, trying to talk to his dad. Mm. God, that made me cry. Yeah, such a good show. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know. Okay, we're we're done. We're we're just rattling now. Yeah, I'm sure we're the only ones here. Maybe at this point. Maybe we have a few tried and true listeners. Hey, if you were here for this conversation, because I, you know what, I was gonna, I was thinking about doing chasing squirrels with this one. You know what, we're gonna leave it because I want you. If you listen to it, <laughs> hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on DC on screen at gmail dot com, Facebook, whatever. Let me know. Just 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 you don't even have to explain yourself. Just say Hawkeye. <laughs> just say Hawkeye. Just, just, just raise your hand, I guess. Um, <laughs> this is what the Patreon material uh, sounds like after a while. It's one of the subsections. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Patreon. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah. The the Batman who laughs. <laughs> so much better when I can see you. Yes, then you can have to interrupt me more thoroughly. Uh huh. Um, the Batman who laughs seven of seven is coming out Wednesday. Uh huh. No, tonight. It came out tonight. Oh, okay. I didn't have time. We had to come over here. So that means I'll be picking it up tomorrow uh-huh. and reading it as quickly as my tiny eyes can beat over something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for sure going to be on the, the next pull list. Oh, like, for cool. Sure. Good. Just keep that Patreon content coming, man. Snyder fucking getting his own miniseries with the Batman Who Laughs. and Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, he'll be working on that. I'll be producing this tomorrow night. So. Yeah. Yay! Fun stuff. And then we're going to go back to our shackles. I mean... Watching everything. <laughs> you mean Krypton? <laughs> no, it's been really fun for the last few years. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little slow at first. Well, it was a problem with the first season that we had. was like we, we liked everything that happened. We just wish it had happened a little mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. Um, and it was beautifully shot as it is this season. Mm-hmm. Um, character development's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, story's really, really good. Bringing in okay. some heavy hitters. Moving I've, a little faster than I've did last season. really got to like... M- keep a chair in the in the living room mm-hmm. and not sit on my couch that's key i watch everything in my office and i have a nice 
office chair, mm-hmm. but it is not a sleeping office chair. See, I sit in the, the chair that you're sitting in. Mm-hmm. I just move that chair in here when you come over to record. Right. Or Bethany comes back to record or right. something. So I I just, and then for a while, I just left it in here and was sitting on the couch. Ca- and I just fall asleep on the couch. I understand. No matter what. I understand. No matter what. It's ridiculous. <sighs> I uh, We just got a new king bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that the mattress that in no way sponsors this show, but sponsors Conan O'Brien's show, the Zionist mattress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought one mm-hmm. and it is fantastic. <laughs> it's pillow top. It's cooling oh, gel. It doesn't have the cooling gel. The oh, cooling gel. Yeah. It doesn't have that. But we just thought that would be weird. Mm. But uh, oh my gosh, man. Like yeah. I, I put a little clamp light on my headboard mm-hmm. so I can read. Psh, ain't no reading getting done, man. I fall asleep. <laughs> I, I've turned on the light, opened a book, and I, that's the last thing I remember. Howdy. <laughs> It's just too damn comfortable. So, Zinus, if you want to sponsor us and get heard by 300 people. Yeah. <laughs> 200 of which are not our mothers. Mm. Mathematically, at least. I'm just kidding. My mom doesn't listen. We're out. We're gone. That's Until good. next time, keep some DC on your screen. God, we've got to work in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance. Protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you.
American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.